get much better than this. They look absolutely spectacular. Right now is the most nerve-wracking that you have is sitting there waiting, but as soon as they fire those engines, they pop them into gear and they roll out of pit lane, it's time for business. Live from Barber Motorsports Park in Birmingham, Alabama, this is the NTT IndyCar Series on the IndyCar Radio Network. April 7th, 2019, the last time Barber Motorsports Park hosted the NTT IndyCar Series. Today, the resumption of a brief but storied history at George Barber's picturesque facility near Birmingham, Alabama. This is Mark James. Welcome to the 2021 NTT IndyCar Series season opener at last. Lots to talk about, including a first-ever pole sitter who will lead the field to the green flag today. Michael Young is with Pato Award. Pato, you roll off on the pole today, uh, your second career NTT IndyCar Series pole. You were quite elated yesterday, but you're very down to business today. What kind of race car do you have this afternoon? It was good. I think we have a strong car for, for today. Um, I think Deg, Deg is going to be interesting with, with the Reds later on, with the track tip coming up. and um, Yeah, I guess we'll have to see how that plays out. But um, I was happy with it. We did a, we did a black run and um, not really sure if it's going to be a red or a black run yet um i'll leave that to the strategist but uh yeah i mean it was it's, it, we starting off on the on the right foot getting the pole yesterday uh, but today we have a, a job to to finish out and uh, win this race mentally how have you changed from last year to this year i think a lot of people expect this team and you to be in the championship hunt how do you come into the first race of 2021 um i think the biggest thing that has changed is just is, you know coming into the start of the season we want to be contenders. We want to be challenging for wins, for poles, for podiums. Um, you know, last year was a bit of a, you know, what we, let's see what we got. Uh, then we got into a very good rhythm, and everybody started, you know, clicking together, working well together. And and then in the off season, it was just uh, hard work, just analyzing, really understanding everything. And um, and I think that that showed yesterday. It, it showed all the hard work. These guys deserve it. And I feel like I didn't do a, a too bad of a job either so uh yeah we're ready for this race today it's gonna be long it's gonna be mega physical uh so i gotta load up on some fuels now and and uh we'll be ready patricio ward he will roll off on the pool uh one of the most accomplished rookies ever to invade uh, open wheel racing will make his debut at barber motorsports park today we will talk to him when we come back Seven-time Cup champion Jimmy Johnson makes his debut in the NTT IndyCar Series, an anticipated debut most assuredly, and our Ryan Marine caught up with him on pit road. Jimmy Johnson is getting set for his first race as an NTT IndyCar Series driver. Jimmy, this is something you've dreamt of since you were a kid. How has the dream meshed with the reality to this point? Yeah, it's been been above expectations. Um, to have this opportunity at Chip Ganassi Racing, the great support from Carvana and the American Legion Ally, all of our partners involved, uh, just, just so thankful for this. Um, you know, to be here at 45 and have a, a shot at a second dream or second opportunity, you know, in, in motorsports like this at such a high level is very special. And I'm not taking that for granted. I'm pouring my heart and soul into this and look forward to a, a very adventurous day with a lot of lessons learned and I know that each week that goes by I'll get stronger and stronger. How do you plan to approach the start? Literally, I, I need laps. I mean, that's the thing I'm missing the most right now in one of these cars. Um, I've only had, counting yesterday, six days in a TNT IndyCar period. So uh, today it's really about making laps. And is that what 
you you would assign as as the goal for the day? What makes it a successful day? Just getting to the end. I think staying on the lead lap, getting to the end, would be uh, be a great goal. Um, and if that happens, I think we'll move up the running order a bit. And uh, who knows? You know, something might click there mid race, and and off I go. We wish you the best of luck. Great, thank you. Jimmy Johnson rolls off twenty first in the Carvana entry for Chip Ganassi Racing. Yeah, looking forward to his debut today, most assuredly. Ryan Michael catch up with some of the rest of the field a little bit later on at our pre-race festivities. And when we come back, we will welcome back our driver analyst, Davey Hamilton. Martin Motorsports Martin pre-race festivities underway. Welcoming in our driver analyst, Davey Hamilton. And Davey, uh, 90 laps, a two-stop race. However, some of those that are mired a little deeper in the field, are they going to have to maybe get a little creative with that pit strategy? Will it not be as cut and dry for them? Yeah, I don't think so. I, I think we're going to see some guys do that three-stop strategy just so you can go hard the entire time. Two-stop, you're going to have to, you know, save some fuel, be easy on those tires, and and um, really baby your car for those two stops. So we'll have to wait and see. I know the guys up front, they're going to start on that two-stop strategy almost guaranteed. But the guys in the back, they may risk it a little bit. And if yellows fall right, uh, it could benefit them to do that three-stopper. I've got new asphalt here at Barber Motorsports Park, and the drivers have given it rave reviews. How much has it changed or have it changed at all this racy surface you know this is one of the best racing services we've we we race on and now it's the probably the best racing service we race on super smooth you can't find a bump on it. a lot of grip the downside with it is it does take a little extra time to get heat in your tires it's so smooth the tire grip is there the cars are very fast as we can see with the times but it it takes it's a little bit of a challenge to get heat in the tires i think we've seen that in the road to indy classes get down into turn one the cars move around a little bit you got to be pretty cautious just get down into turn one on that first lap and on restarts. Uh, impact at all on your race prep? Uh, any concerns at all for these teams that when you consider they really haven't been in race conditions here at Barber Motorsports Park in two years, or you think they'll settle in quickly? Yeah, you know what? I think it's going to be a big gamble. Um, anytime it's a first race for any, any series, and not knowing what you're going to be like in race conditions. And I think that that's going to play hard here. This, this track's very challenging, um, physically challenging as well. And and um, I, I think that we may see the car spread out just a little bit, but I do think, man, that the tire degradation is going to be big, and we're going to see some good battles throughout the throughout the day. And I think the key is, if we've seen the road to Indy, you want to be out front. You want to be out front. You want that clean air. Right now, Pato Awards, that kid in that McLaren SP car that uh, showed everybody how good he really is and i think he's gonna be hard to beat today now we've seen him lead races and have opportunity to win races but sometimes strategy took him out of the game so uh got to be smart on strategy today starts going to be very interesting davy a mix of youth and experience in the first three rows you've got a ward rossi in the front row below power in row two then dixon and erickson in row three yeah, so yeah, that's right. You you got guys that don't have a lot of experience, and you got guys that are multi-time champions uh, up in those first three rows. So, um, you know, I, I just think it's back to the same. They're all very very good, or they wouldn't be in this in this uh, level of racing. And um, I don't see any real you know gambles for those first three rows as far as getting into turn one. You never know. Everybody makes mistakes. And like I said, we seen Colton Herta um, early in practice just go in there just a teeny teeny bit too deep, lock that tire up, and off he goes. And um, um, you guys got to be cautious, but I think uh, I think it's a good blend. I think we see some new young uh, racers that want to be the superstars in IndyCar coming up, and uh, it's going to be an exciting day. Not happy about the 18th place starting position, but Michael Young, maybe Graham Rahal has a little more spring in his step based upon his performance in the final warm-up today. 
Indeed. Not only was it a great final warm-up, but he is enjoying fatherhood as well. Welcome to 2021, Graham Rahal. Starts on the outside of row nine, as you said, Mark James, but where it's quick in the final practice session. I saw you talking to Oriole Servia, and I, I've seen it a lot this weekend. Drivers with very whippy hand motions. What was that all about? Well, we were just talking about in-car laps, you know, watching guys in in-cars and how quick their hands are and, you know, different driving styles and, and different cars able to take different things. And at the end of the day, you know, we, we yesterday came up a little short, uh, not a little, but a lot of it. And, uh, you know, this morning we made a couple good changes, end up P1 and final practice. So I don't know. You know, it's like one of those things. It's it, When the field is as competitive as it is, it doesn't take much to be the front of the back. And when we started off on the wrong foot here, it was weird because Bordet and I were the two fastest of the test here, P1 and P2. And he starts right next to me. We're both lost and everybody else that was lost that the test is good so it's kind of a strange thing but we got to keep our heads down it's a long day physicality you know uh attrition all of these things are gonna i think take a little bit of a toll today first race of the year what kind of emotions are out there so trying to keep a you know keep your your enthusiasm to a minimum uh keep your focus at a high and you know hopefully have a good day Keep our fingers crossed for you. All the best. Sounds good. Thank you. Graham Rahal will start on the outside of row number nine, Ryan Marine. And starting on the inside of the second row will be new Chip Ganassi racing recruit Alex Pillow. Alex, you've been fast all weekend long. Starting it off, it looks like on the red tires. We were chatting a moment ago, though. Everyone up and down the paddock is wondering what is tire degradation going to be like today? Yeah, nobody knows, man. Uh, we had the really, really good uh, weekend so far. Uh, starting on free practice, then qualifying my first fast six um it was really close um but we'll get there we will get there um to try and grab the pole on the next one and i'm just super excited man the car's been handling super good the, the crew's been doing an amazing job on the pit stops and look at those fans man so i'm super excited 90 laps to go now um i think we have a really good race car i think it's going to be lot of different strategies and i know that the fans are going to love this race so looking forward now, you are a second-year driver, but we didn't race here last year, so you're kind of a rookie all over again. Does it feel that way to you? Yeah, it does, and last year was weird. Like We, we didn't really have that much practice uh, in all the other tracks, and we did a lot of double headers. So, yeah, we did 15 races, but we did, I think, like nine tracks or, or ten tracks. So um, there's a lot of tracks that I don't know uh, that I never race in. But uh, when the team gives you the tools to, to make it happen, we make it happen. So um, I'm fortunate enough to, to be driving the number 10 uh, for Chip Ganassi. So we'll make it happen tonight. Good luck. Thank you so much. That's Alex Pelo starting third in the number 10 Honda from Chip Ganassi Racing. Busy weekend for the road to Indy. We'll hear more about that from Rob Howden when we come back. A busy weekend for the road to Indy to kick off this season's campaign. And let's get a complete recap of all the festivities from our Rob Houghton. Hello, Rob. Hello, Mark. Uh, a fantastic weekend to kick off the road to Indy presented by Cooper Tires. And, and really, I think the big thing was a quality, aside from the fact that we welcomed the return of Indy Lights. I think everyone very excited about that. Six different drivers uh, on the pole position over the six races and six different winners, winners as well. Four of them actually brand new winners. USF 2000 uh, saw a couple drivers in their second and third year score of the wins. Even Sundar Murthy for uh, Paps Racing, his third season, finally getting that big victory. And you could just see the relief as 
as he worked his way to Tadis Victory Lane. Prescott Campbell and Josh Pearson, two drivers that raced last year with exclusive Autosport. They're getting their podium finishes. Campbell second, Pearson third. Campbell came back in a big way, Mark, on uh, uh, the afternoon race on Saturday, getting his first win. And again, the jubilation you see out of a young driver. Nolan Siegel had started on the pole, his third year in the series. A D-Force one, two, while Josh Pearson got a couple of podiums to kick off the season. Great job for that 15-year-old driver. In Indy Pro 2000, a couple of guys that we've seen win before in USF 2000, Braden Eves and Hunter McElray scoring the race wins on Saturday and Sunday, respectively. Eves, as you remember, that big incident at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway last year. Uh, neck injury, able to come back. His first race, he qualifies pole and gets the victory. Hunter McElray scoring the win today after Christian Rasmussen, who won USF 2000 last year, spun and then blocked trying to hold off McElroy. He ended up getting a penalty there. Tough one uh, for that young driver for sure, but Rasmussen coming back to second. It was actually exclusive Autosports first and second in the opening day. Eves and Petrov, Artem Petrov from Russia. Reese Gold, just 16 years of age, his first year in Indy Pro. He ends up third and Artem Petrov, as we said, second in day number one. Third race number two. Braden Eves will take the point lead to St. Petersburg next week. And as we all saw with Indy Lights, HMD Motorsports and Global Racing Group, these guys have come out of the gate strong. Uh, young Swedish driver Linus Lundqvist dominating the action on Saturday. And David Maluka is turning it back and doing it today. So they end up sweeping first and second. Benjamin Pedersen was the second on Saturday. Linus Lundqvist came back to second on uh, the race earlier today. He ends up the championship leader. But Devlin Francesco for Andretti Autosport. They the juggernaut team that has really dominated Mark for the last couple of years, as you know, a couple of podium finishes, no wins at all for Andretti Autosport. Thank you, Rob. Appreciate it. Look forward to the coverage all season long for sure. Let's bring in uh, Nick Yeoman now. And uh, Nick, certainly uh, a great day of racing so far. Most interesting final warm-up session. And uh, I'm really anxious to see uh, a couple of young guns like Pato Award and Alexander Rossi roaring to turn number one together. Yeah, I think we're all really excited and fired up to uh, kick off another season of the NTT IndyCar Series. And to do it at Barber Motorsports Park, uh, really just a, a fantastic spot, as you mentioned. A lot of good racing up and down the road to Indy, as Rob talked about. And in terms of that uh, morning warm-up session, we saw guys like Graham Rahal show some speed. Alex Below, who's been fast all all weekend, uh, was incredibly quick, and he'll start in the third position. So, yeah, Mark, uh, qualifying was interesting yesterday, as you mentioned. Pato Award, Alexander Rossi, clearly with championships on their minds, starting up front today. Uh, let's bring Jake Query into the mix. And Jake, you're going to call probably the hottest area of the racetrack, and that's uh, the area effectively referred to as Charlotte's Web. Mark, the signature and the crown jewel, if you will, of this racetrack, as I had mentioned to Nick Yeoman during our Indy Lights broadcast, when you come to Barber Motorsports Park, is the museum here that is a fabulous collection of vintage vehicles. But this racetrack actually goes just past the museum, and it goes underneath the pedestrian walk bridge that VIPs of the museum can walk over and look down at the action below them. But before they do that, they come to a very tricky corner that you had mentioned. It is a turn 5-6 combo that is a right-handed kink that is turn number five that quickly becomes a very tight hairpin turn and a left-handed turn of turn number six. But when you take that turn, you've got to mind your P's and Q's because there is an elevation change back upwards and then a slight kick to the right that is turn number seven. That five through seven combo mark is a great passing zone leading into it, but it also is an area where you can all of a sudden have things go awry and find yourself in the sand trap, so to speak, if you don't 
navigate it the right way. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch here on a beautiful, beautiful day here just outside of Birmingham, Alabama. And there's no question, drivers in the past that have been comfortable here typically stay comfortable here. Multiple winners include Ryan Hunter Ray, Will Power, Joseph Newgarden. We'll see if Takuma Sato can be a repeat winner, but he has got some work to do. Let's get ready to go trackside for the invocation and the anthem. Ladies and gentlemen, at this time, we ask that you please rise and remove your hats. As founder of Rock City Church and a gospel award-winning singer, Pastor Mike McClure, Jr. offers today invocation. May we bow our heads in prayer. Lord, we thank you for this day. We ask that you keep each driver safe, not only those behind the wheel, but those in life. As we navigate a pandemic and social unrest, keep us all safe. Lord, we ask that you look over the families and friends who lost loved ones in the recent tragedy in Indianapolis and for the strength of communities everywhere to come together and support those in need now more than ever. Bless those watching and cover those competing. We thank you for this incredible gift called life. In Jesus' name, amen. Here today to honor America with the singing of our national anthem, please welcome vocalist and worship leader at Rock City Church, Amanda Gentry. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light what so stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight or the rampers we watch were so gallantly streaming Here's the starting lineup for the Honda Indy Grand Prix of Alabama. Here's today's starting lineup. Row 12. James Hinchcliffe, Canada. Dalton Kellett, Canada. Row 11. 
Felix Rosenquist, Sweden. Jimmy Johnson, United States. Row 10. Max Chilton, England. Takuma Sato, Japan. Row 9. Graham Rahal, United States of America. Ryan Hunter Ray, United States. Row 8. Sébastien Bourdet, Le Mans, France. Simon Pagenal, France. Row 7. Remus VK, the Netherlands. Ed Jones, Dubai. Row 6. Scott McLaughlin, New Zealand. Jack Harvey, Lincoln, England. Row 5. Connor Daly, United States. Fulton Herta, United States of America. Row 4. Joseph Newgarden, United States. Romain Grosjean, France. Row 3. Marcus Ericsson, Sweden. Scott Dixon, New Zealand. Row 2. Will Power, Australia. Alex Below, Spain. On the outside of row one. Alexander Rossi, United States. And starting on the pole. Patricio Award, Monterey, Mexico. Countdown to the command is underway. Let's bring in Scott Martin now, meteorologist who tells us we're in for a gorgeous day here at Barber Motorsports Park. After a wonderful start to the day, we continue to have very nice weather. It's mostly sunny with a few clouds, and the temperature is right around 73 degrees. That temperature should hold throughout much of the race, but will start to fall before the checkered flag, getting down to around 70 to 71 degrees. Be sure to follow RaceCast Weather on social media, at RaceCastWX on Twitter, at RaceCastWX on Facebook, and RaceCast Weather on Instagram. And as always, you can find us on the web at RaceCastWeather.com. Time now for the HPD Engineering Update. Here's Michael Young. And it's good to get started with our very first HPD Engineering Update with, of course, the president of Honda Performance Development, Mr. David Salters. David, what a a great kickoff to the season. And I think one thing that we've been talking about more than anything else is just to get going again, but to see fans back at the race circuit. Yeah, it's great to get going. Qualifying was pretty exciting, very tight at the front. So I think we're going to have some good racing. It's lovely to see the fans and uh, hopefully we're putting on a good show for them. I think one of the big things that we always talk about in the NTT IndyCar Series is the competition and Honda has done such a wonderful job coming into this 2021 season. Goals for the crew, the teams this year. Goals are always pretty simple. Compete and win as we work our way through the seasons for the fans do things change through honda performance development are we pretty much set with what we see so far in the 2021 season well we need to thank our great team at hpd who are proud to bring the honda power our competitors are working hard we're working hard so we're trying to develop during the season so we'll see what happens you guys have done a fantastic job with this honda indy grand prix of alabama we thank you for everything you do Uh, good luck in the rest of the race and we'll see you down the road thank you and thank you to IndyCar for sorting this out and putting on, you know, getting things going and everybody who's here and thank you for making this such a good sport. Thank that you. is David Salters. He is the president of Honda Performance Development, our very first HPD engineering update. And we look forward to those all throughout the course of this season, Michael. Thank you very much. And um, it's always a silly, silly season, the off season. To make sense of it all, let's bring in our Ryan Marine. The 2021 NTT IndyCar Series offseason saw no shortage of intrigue with veterans returning to the series, up-and-comers taking the next step in their career, and a rookie class that is unlike any that has come before. Let's start with the newcomers, which include seven-time NASCAR Cup Series champion Jimmy Johnson, who is set to contest the road and street courses for Chip Ganassi Racing. 
Former Series and Indy 500 champion Tony Kanaan will complete the schedule in the number 48 car for CGR. Another rookie contesting the road and street courses this year is Romain Grosjean for Dale Coyne Racing with Rick Ware Racing. The Frenchman notched 10 podiums in a decade-long Formula One career. Grosjean will be turning his number 51 entry over to Pietro Fittipaldi for the oval events in the Brazilians' return to the MTT IndyCar Series after running six races in 2018. The lone full-season rookie will be Team Penske's Scott McLaughlin, winner of the last three Australian Supercars championships. The silly season of driver movement also included Sebastian Bourdais and Dalton Kellett, both extending their relationships with A.J. Foyt Racing to a full-season campaign. Aero McLaren SP has signed former Chip Ganassi racing driver Felix Rosenquist. The seat that Rosenquist vacated has been filled by second-year driver Alex Pillow, who moves over after a year at Dale Coyne Racing. DCR welcomes the returning Ed Jones to its lineup, and at Andretti Autosport, James Hinchcliffe replaces Zach Veach in the full-time lineup, while Marco Andretti steps back to an Indy 500-only role. The Andretti-affiliated Meyer Shank Racing Camp will see Elio Castroneves in the fold for six races, alongside the full-season entry for Jack Harvey. With new teams expected to debut in May, plus a few partial programs that have not yet been announced, the intrigue isn't done yet in the ever-evolving world of the NTT IndyCar Series. Good stuff, Ryan Marine, and thanks for sorting it all out for us as the season gets underway. Nick Yeoman, less than a minute to the command, and uh, this rookie crop is rookie in name only. What an impressive field. It is, and I think our expectations are already starting to evolve. You never expect anyone to come into IndyCar in their debut season and light the world on fire, but boy, with the three that we have, it's been interesting. Super impressed with Roman Grosjean. Starting in the seventh position today, he's been lightning quick. Uh, clearly, uh, uh, the, the three-car of Scott McLaughlin has gotten yeah. up to speed quite quickly as well. Jimmy Johnson, a different story. He's struggling a bit, but certainly they understand that results are not going to be uh, the most important thing for this first half of the season. The accomplishments for this group is tremendous. Grosjean, 10 podiums in Formula One. McLaughlin, a three-time supercar champion. And then, of course, Jimmy Johnson, seven championships in NASCAR. It is a rookie class unlike anything we have ever seen, Mark. I like what uh, Dario Franchitti said when he uh, discussed expectations of this year with Jimmy Johnson. He said that really wasn't a conversation. Yeah, it's going to take some time, right? I mean, they are not worried about where that car finishes. And as Jimmy told Ryan Marine during the pre-race, just to stay on the lead lap, be there at the end. If something clicks throughout the midway point of the race, then great. But clearly, it's about getting seat time and getting acclimated with these very high-powered machines. Uh, Scott McLaughlin, I think, uh, a huge benefit for him to have run a race in these cars last year at St. Petersburg. And perhaps the biggest benefit is that he's got teammates in Will Power, Joseph Newgarden, Simon Pagano, and driving for the captain, Team Penske. You know that car is going to be prepared perfectly week in and week out. Yeah, uh, I think uh, the last thing anybody wants to see happen is anybody get hot right at the start of the season like Scott Dixon did last year. An unbelievable start to the campaign in which he reeled off three wins in a row and held off Joseph Newgarden. A hard-charging Joseph Newgarden was able to win a championship. Uh, That Ganassi team has been beefed up a little bit. It's been a good weekend so far for Alex Pillow. Unbelievable, and we shouldn't leave out Marcus Erickson, who's been fast in practice, and he made his first-ever Firestone Fast 6 yesterday. He'll start in row number three alongside his teammate Scott Dixon. You mentioned Alex Pillow starts in the third position. So, yeah, Jimmy Johnson is the outlier there, but clearly, Mark, here at the beginning of the season, I think Chip Ganassi feels pretty good about 
about the three bullets he has in the chamber. We know what Dixon can do. The question is, can Erickson and Pelot, can they keep those cars in the top six and maybe find both of their way in the victory lane this season? Looks like a good move by Ed Carpenter to bring Connor Daly back. I think uh, Ed's thrilled about it. I think Connor's thrilled about it. And I know a lot of IndyCar fans are excited about it. Uh, the question is, have you seen his hair, though, lately, Mark? <laughs> He's uh, rocking the business in the front party in the back mullet. Well, uh, I'm not sure we're, we're, we're made up our minds on that. But Connor, super fast starting 10th today. I don't know of any other, other driver that would so willingly embrace that look and carry <laughs> it off. I, I mean, I, I think it suits Connor uh, perfectly. And I, I know the fans have had a lot of fun with it as well. Second half of the field, going to get interesting. Uh, Nick Yeoman, Pagino, Bourdais, Hunter Ray, Ray Hall, Sato, some guys there normally contenders have some work to do today. Yeah, and I know, and I know you and Dave will be tracking the strategy of some of those drivers that have had strong runs. Simon Pagino uh, has been strong here and won at Barber Motorsports Park. Takuma Sato has won here before. All of those drivers starting further back in that second half of the field. What can they do from a strategy standpoint of maybe pitting early to leapfrog some guys, but clearly they have their work cut out for them. Both of those drivers, a lot of these guys have been struggling for speed. Pagino, Hunter Ray, Sato, Ray Hall. Not used to seeing them, Mark, in the bottom half of the field. Davey, we may have to interrupt your thoughts and observations to get to trackside for the command to start engines. We're in a bit of a hold, and we're told that, uh, that we could have to go to it quickly. But uh, I know you have to have been thrilled, uh, as the rest of us have, to see so many great fans turn out for the race weekend here at Barber Motorsports. Park. Absolutely. It looks like the regular race. It's been a long time, Mark, since, since we've seen fans. It's fans like this. It looks like a full house. Very exciting, beautiful day. And our cars, how about these cars? They, they look beautiful. I mean, a lot of different colors, sponsors. Uh, it's a pretty exciting day, Mark. Yeah, it's interesting, Davey, because, uh, you know, every now and then we get uh, a year in which everybody wants to have a black car. Everybody wants to have a blue car. But it's uh, for sure a kaleidoscope of colors this year. Guys have gotten real creative with their sponsorships and their paint schemes in the offseason. Yeah, absolutely. We got purple, blue, black, red. I mean, it, it, you, you name it, we have it. It's pretty exciting to see. And the great thing is that just tells you how strong this series is. And, and sponsors want to be here now that our world's opening up a little bit, we can do what we're supposed to do with our sponsors and make sure they're taken care of. As we mentioned, 2019 was the last time that we were here. Takuma Sato was your winner. Joseph Newgarden went back-to-back prior to that. First time here, 2010, when Elio Castro-Nevis was your winner. Let's go trackside. Barber Motorsports Park to get this season underway. Drivers, start your engines! As the 24 inches roar to life, we want to give you an opportunity to feel what it's like to take a lap around Barber Motorsports Park. And we have asked Colton Herta to give us our court's description this afternoon. Come to the start-finish line in six gear, down one gear, really quick touch of the brakes and, and get off of them super fast so you can roll that speed. Uh, then immediately on the brakes as you exit that corner to go through two and three, down to second gear uh, or third, depending on what gear stack you're running. Then you're going to get hard on the throttle all the way up the hill, flat out to six gear and way back. Then you have to shut it down really quick, break of the 200, back down to second gear, roll the speed. It's a really long hairpin, uh, one of the strangest corners that, that we that we go to in, in the whole IndyCar series and uh, slowly back on throttle uh, and, and this, this back straight used to be a nightmare with bumps and since the repave it's extremely smooth and you're going to get up to sixth gear here quickly down to fourth and then back down to second for turn nine uh, back on the throttle 
really on the nose through turn and 11. You can usually hold it flat, maybe not in the race. Uh, and then this is like the most fun part is uh, 12, 13. You turn in flat out, then you're barely lifting, down two gears for 13, really quick right-hander, uh, and right back up the hill, flat out. Going to fifth gear, you try to hold it flat through 14 and fifth gear, then immediately break for 15 and 16. Down to second gear, up another gear to third gear, into turn 17 to finish the lap, and on to the front straight. And that's a little bit of work, huh? Uh, thanks, Colton Herta, for giving us a little insight as to what a lap around this crazy, bad, fast racetrack is like. Well, our pit reporters have been... Uh, working their way up and down pit road, giving us an idea of exactly what they're going to be keeping an eye on today. Let's start with Ryan Marine. Good afternoon, Mark. My section of pit lane down towards pit in. That's where the three rookies reside, and they will be doing their first pit stops in an NTT IndyCar Series car coming up just a little bit later on today. Those three rookies again, of course, Jimmy Johnson, the seven-time Cup Series champion, 83 wins in Cup Series competition, the winner of the last three Australian Supercars Championships, Scott McLaughlin, also the 2019 Bathurst 1000 winner, and Formula One veteran, 10 times on the F1 podium, Roman Grosjean. All of them have experience in long races. All of them have experience doing pit stops, but nothing quite like this. And we know how competitive this series can be, guys. It can be won and lost here on the pit lane. It'll be really interesting to see how those three rookies fare coming to the attention of their crews. Let's go a little bit up the pit lane now to my friend and colleague, Michael Young. Well, thank you, Ryan Marine. A beautiful day here at Barber Motorsports Park. Ambient temperature, 69 degrees. Track temperature, 115. I have the stacked end of pit lane, six-time champion, Scott Dixon. He sat on the podium eight times, has yet to win here at Barber Motorsports Park. I also have three-time winner Joseph Newgarden, two-time winner Will Power, and the pole sitter Ponto Award. There have been six drivers that have won from the pole. Can Ponto Award get his first ever win from the pole today? But the key will be tire degradation. That's what all the drivers are talking about. The blacks have been good, but the reds, no one has gone on a long run on the reds. Some have started on the reds. That will be the key to the race today. Going to be an exciting one, Mark James. It's time to kick off the 2021 NTT IndyCar Series season. Nick, you have a lot of pressure on that rookie Pato Award with Alexander Rossi chasing him in the start-finish line. Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, this young man is clearly fearless behind the wheel as a race car driver in terms of trimming that thing out, taking chances, and finding speed. But now, how is he going to do holding off the likes of Rossi, Power, Dixon, who are going to be pressuring him early in this race? And Mark, turn one. It's one of the tightest and toughest turns, I think, on the entire IndyCar calendar, especially at the start of the race when we've got 12 rows of two. It's going to be fascinating to see how young Pato Award, just 21 years old, brings him to the green flag here in moments. Uh, Jake Query, there's no question turn five is the primary passing opportunity, but as we have seen throughout the course of the year and maybe even in other forms of racing like the Indy Lights race today, just because you start to make a pass at turn five doesn't mean that you're going to complete the pass because things get a little tricky as you roll into turn number six as well. Absolutely correct, Mark, because it's that very tight hairpin, and ideally you'd like to be towards the inside of it. You don't want anybody to get too far outside, but if they do, keep in mind you're going to sweep a little to the outside, exiting turn number six. So it can become very interesting. We're about to start the season, Mark. It is underway, and the green flag flies as they fan out down the main straightaway, and Pato Award is going to grab a P1. Alexander Rossi tucks in behind him. Below has that third spot. A lot of dirt and dust kicked up about the halfway point. 
of that area between turns one and two, already headed to turn number five. Front three starting to check out. We've got a problem. It's Will Power who spins. He has collected. Ryan Hunter Ray catches him. So too is Colton Herta involved. Joseph Newgarden is collected. Max Chilton as well. Dalton Kellett as Will Power is facing the wrong way heading into turn number five. The field limps its way through and there is going to be a lot of collateral damage on this incident just after the start of the NTT IndyCar Series season. So Davey Hamilton, we were all concerned about what things would be like going into turn number one and how everyone would uh, mind their P's and Q's and it was off of turn number four, the approach to turn five where everything went crazy. Yeah, well Newgarden came over that hill right now. When he came over that hill, it you lose grip. I think I talked about that earlier today. It, you lose traction over that. You need to make sure your wheels are straight and guaranteed he came over there on those cold tires and just the thing looked like just right in the middle of the straightaway, it turned around and, and that was just a lack of grip. Boy, taking out, that was a dangerous, dangerous, dangerous situation. Um, collects a lot of great race cars, but hopefully everybody's okay. We see Colton Herta uh, trying to get back to the pits. It's not going to do him any good. He's, he's going to be out for the day. And unfortunately, I see the replay. Boy, we see one car get up in there. You know, one of the Carlin cars, well, actually the Carlin car. And you can see it right there on the replay. He just, the back end stepped out just so ever so slightly and he tried to save it, but it just turned around and being towards the front of the field, that's nobody can avoid it. He might have clipped Erickson. And yeah, that that may have what's that may be what started all of that. He yeah. clipped Erickson. That may have been what got him loose. It, it got sideways, and when he started spinning across the racetrack, felt awful for Colton Herta because Herta went left and right trying to guess which way that car of New Gardens was going to spin. It didn't spin off the racetrack. Market stayed right in the racing groove. Herta had nowhere to go. Once Herta hit Newgarden's car, it bounced it across the racetrack where Ryan Hunter Ray hit Newgarden a ton. Good to see Joseph moving around. And then, as you mentioned, it was a free-for-all. It was Felix Rosenquist, the car that got sideways and up into the air. He collected Max Chilton. Uh, I think I saw Renus VK uh, spin as well. And, Mark, we just got a good view. view. Newgarden was following Erickson, but that yeah. was just simply driver yeah. error. Yeah. Davey, he just got sideways. Yeah, and I don't even want to call it driver error. I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, he just got wheel spin going over that hill. That's where it was so slick. I mean, earlier this morning, I came over there, and every time I came over that hill, I actually lifted a little bit, guys, just because it wanted to wheel spin once you got to the top of it. These guys on the cold tires uh, it, and this in this new surface, it just ever so slightly doesn't take much going to the speeds they're going. And man, what destroyed a lot of, a lot of good race cars. Matter of fact, guess who make it through, though? Jimmy Johnson creeped his way through <laughs> that. So his first uh, his first lap of IndyCar race is pretty darn exciting. And he, he made it through four corners and had to, to avoid a lot of debris, but he made it through it. To Michael Young up pit road. Yeah, so far, seeing several cars starting to make their way down pit lane. The first one of those being Colton Herta. He's hopped out of the car. He said, sorry, guys, I had nowhere to go. The front right is so far towed out. That suspension is gone. He's tore that front wing up. The team is trying to go to work to repair that car for him. But right now, that's going to be a tall amount of work for this team to get done. They're not really in any type of hurry. They're really trying to assess the damage as they bring these tires across the wall right now. A tough break for what a, a very quick car Colton Hurdle. Let's go further down pit lane to Ryan Marine, Ryan. Sebastian Bourdais was right in the middle of all of that chaos, and there's been quite a bit of discussion between Sebastian and the team about whether or not the front wing needs to be replaced. The team, the Rocket team for AJ Foyt Racing, they do have a spare wing sitting on the pit wall, but the last radio transmission was from Sebastian saying, I'm not sure how bad it is. I'm not sure I want to sacrifice that track position. So for the moment, they're planning on keeping him out. We'll keep an eye on some others that might be coming to the pit lane here 
shortly. I do know Felix Rosenquist's crew believe their day is done. Caution on the course at Barber Motorsports Park. Busier early on than they had hoped to be, I think. Let's check in with Ryan Marine. Yeah, Raiders VK just made a call to the pit lane, and he didn't have much choice in the matter. One of his Firestone Reds was totally cut down. He was involved in that contact for sure. The team thought they might have to change the front wing, but they took a good close look at it and decided not to. So they were able to uh, send him back out into the fray. Max Chilton also has made his way back to the pit lane. The Carlin crew has looked over his car, and they've sent him back out as well. Let's go up to Michael Young. Colton, I know you have been positive at the start of this season, but this couldn't have gone any worse at the start of this race. What happened out there? Uh, Newgarden got wide, got in the grass. He spun, um, and I just had nowhere to go. I was right behind him, unfortunately. I had a lot of guys to the right. I was going to try to go to the right, but looked at my rear, and there was, there was three wide to the right of me. So, um, that, yeah, it sucks, man. I'm so, I'm so disappointed and just... Honestly, just fed up of being here. I want to get out of here and, and go to go to Tampa and, and try to avenge something of, of what happened today. I know your crew is looking at the car right now. Any chance you're going to get back in the latter part of this day today? If it's possible, we'll try. Uh, that, was, that was a big hit, and and you see they're, they're coming in behind me, and, and they're trying to get the car back together, but disappointing. And uh, Thanks for all the fans for showing up. Thanks for uh, for Gamebridge and, and Honda. It, was, uh, it could have been an incredible day, but, uh, yeah, I guess we'll be watching this one. Sorry about the start, but I'm glad you're okay. Thank you. That's Colton Herta, guys. About as animated as you will ever hear him, most assuredly. Uh, Colton Herta involved in that incident, along with Max Chilton, Joseph Newgarden, Ryan Hunter, Ray and Felix Rosenquist. An update on a rather sizable cleanup from Jay Query. Well, first off, at the beginning of that incident, it happened so fast and there was such a flurry. I mistakenly said that was Will Power. I'm sure Power is thrilled to know that I obviously had that incorrect because not that he would want that to happen to his teammate Joseph Newgarden. But now that we know everybody's okay, Power, of course, remains out and is running in the fourth position. But Ryan Hunter Ray's car got up against a tire barrier far to the outside of turn number six. It would appear as though that actual damage is terminal because the front left seemed to have have too much damage on that DHL machine. We shall see what comes of that. As Davey had mentioned, Max Chilton was finally able to drive away. Joseph Newgarden's car and Felix Rosenquist both have been removed by tow here off of the racetrack. So obviously a lot of damage here early on in the outgoing, uh, or so to speak, of this race. Down to pit road and Ryan Marie. Thanks, Jake. Yeah, a lot of chatter on the radios here during this yellow about fuel numbers and fuel saving. And the reason for that is there was some discussion about whether a two-stop strategy could make it. Uh, and the thought process primarily was, yeah, we can do it, but we're going to need some yellow. And it looks like we might have an extended cleanup here. And so that could open up that opportunity to go off strategy, do the, the two-stop strategy, uh, especially if you're a little bit further back in the pack. And I know Scott McLaughlin's team in particular has been talking about trying to keep an eye on his fuel number, and they're planning to let Scott know when that two-stop window opens up, if it does. So let's keep an eye on the potential strategy implications of this first lap crash. Well, last year, Medicar made a pledge to support diversity and inclusivity throughout the paddock at each of our events to get an update on some of those initiatives. Let's check in with Katie Kyle, who's with a member of the IndyCar community who's on track for diversity. 
Jimmy McMillan is a chief diversity officer for Penske Entertainment. So the race for equality and change was just created in October. And already you guys have made some incredible strides with Force Indy, Pareto Autosport. But what are you most proud of? I think what I'm most proud of is raising awareness in motorsports. Uh, The difference between the conversations about race and equality and all of the diversity that we want to bring, the difference between the conversations now versus maybe four or five or 10 or 15 years ago. I think just the global attention that's being paid to it and the work that's being done, not just in IndyCar, but in NASCAR and F1, I think that's what's the most inspiring part about this race for equality and changes. We're part of a bigger movement. What's your next goal? My next goal really is, one, we've got to deal with some really difficult and hard challenges. First, we are still working internally with our recruiting and trying to continue to bring diverse individuals into our world as our employees. And so we're out there looking for great candidates. If you're out there listening to this, please check in. We'd love to have you. Two is we obviously have to keep the talent that we have. And these are the challenges that are faced across corporate America. Uh, we got to figure out a way to retain good folks. And then third is our community engagement, which is what I'm really excited about. I want to continue to engage with our community and educate them about why in a, why would somebody want to watch uh, a car go around in a circle for two, three hours. We've got to educate and inform our fan base, and that's just not a diversity issue. That's an issue that applies to all fans, no matter what background you are. For race fans, there is no greater joy than to have one of our family members who knew nothing about racing to explain to them the sport and then for them to become a fan. I think that's our biggest challenge and that's our biggest goal. And when that happens, a lot of the things that we're that we are trying to address will resolve themselves naturally. I'm Katie Kyle. That's on track with diversity for the NTT IndyCar Series. Thanks, Katie. You can hear more of that interview on our website. Go to IndyCar.com backslash radio and click on podcast. Nick Yeoman, uh, it looked like it was going to be a rather lengthy, rather extensive cleanup. But in terms of on the racetrack, things are looking pretty good as we speak. Yep. Tip the cap to uh, the AMR IndyCar Safety Crew and, of course, the uh, the local guys, all the track workers that uh, work at Barber Motorsports Park. We see an overhead shot, Mark, an aerial shot of that uh, Charlotte's Web portion of the racetrack. Not only is it cleaned up, but I don't see any safety vehicles there either. So it looks like with Pato Award, your pole sitter, still out front, uh, we're going to be going racing here very shortly. Again, uh, Chilton, Herta, Newgarden, Hunter, Ray, and Rosenquist uh, all involved in that. Chilton and Herta have not yet been officially posted as being out of the race. Newgarden, Hunter, Ray, Rosenquist have been a, 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 a tough weekend, as you heard Colton Herta say, been a really tough weekend for Felix Rosenquist. Yeah, Felix Rosenquist crashed on pit lane trying to get onto pit lane in one of the practice sessions. Uh, Then in the final moments of uh, one of the qualifying rounds, spun out, lost his fastest lap. That's what put him at the back of the field. And then ultimately what happens when you're at the back of the field, Mark? You got nowhere to go in incidents like that. So uh, just a brutal debut weekend for Felix Rosenquist who moved over from Chip Ganassi Racing over to Errol McLaren SP. We know why he moved over. Look at how fast Pato Award is. We think there's good things to come for Felix this season, but uh, this will be one to, to throw out the window and forget very quickly. Well, Davey, Pato Award handled that start beautifully uh, when it was uh, double file, but he should handle, we would think, the single file restarts just as well. Yeah, absolutely. He's gonna. I think he has the opportunity to actually get up front, maybe even check out a little bit. Rossi, uh, he may not be playing his full hand yet, but he was able to pull out five or six car lengths, although it was only a few corners uh, into the event before the yellow came out. But I think he'll handily take uh, the lead starting in the front. These six, first six laps under caution, that affect the pit strategy at all? 
Well, yeah, absolutely it will. I think that that may have gave some of these teams just enough fuel on fuel saves to make it a little safer on that two-stop strategy because they didn't need very much help. Now, um, I, I think I think that's going to help some of the two-stop guys. I still think that the guys towards the back uh, will gamble. I see Graham Rahal came in, topped his off, so he just has a few more laps of fuel than the rest of the guys in front of him. Such a small window to take advantage of, but he did take advantage of it. Uh, let's pause 10 seconds for stateside notification. This is IndyCar Radio. Getting ready to go back to green flag racing with seven laps complete. Your top ten, Award, Rossi, Pelot, Powered, Dixon, Erickson, Grosjean, Connor Daly up to eighth, McLaughlin is ninth, and Jack Harvey is tenth, is tenth as the green flag flies. And it was a great restart for the rookie who roars into turn number one. Rear end of the car steps out a little bit, gathers it back in. They already have gapped themselves a little bit off of turn number four as they head toward Charlotte's Web. So we try this all over again, and this time it is much cleaner. Pata Award, then Alexander Rossi, followed by, followed by Alex Pelot. That's the way the front three run. Will Power started to close in a little bit on Pelot, not able to make any sort of a move off of turn number six. Let's go down now to pit road for one of those who was involved in the early incident that brought out the caution, Joseph Newgarden with Michael Young. Joseph, very scary. First off, are you okay? Yeah, no, I'm good. And yeah, Obviously, uh, not what we wanted. You know, we, we were hoping to get in into line there and just get rolling i felt like we had so much potential today with a really good car underneath us our, our teams worked really hard and was ready to show that um you know just made a mistake i got i got loose in, in traffic coming up the hill i haven't i haven't been loose like that to, at a start of a race like that here so just feel bad for you know causing a big wreck and and anyone that was involved in it because of me um just tough you know tough to have a mistake like that but you know thanks to our partners Hitachi, chevrolet and everyone else just disappointing that, you know, we couldn't make something of it today. Glad you're okay. We'll see you in St. Pete. Thanks. That's Joseph Newgarden, guys. Good hustle, Michael Young. Thank you very much. And the veteran Alexander Rossi is not going to make things easy for Pato Award, Jay Query. You know what's interesting? As Pata Award has about a three-car length advantage, Rossi closes it up a little bit off of turn number five in through six. But Award gets away, gets himself another half a car length off of turn number six. Now we only have one car on the primary black tires. That is Jimmy Johnson because, Mark, all three of those that already have been expired here, Newgarden, Herta, and as well, uh, looking at Max Chilton, all three of those started on blacks. Chilton, I think, is back out onto the racetrack, but all three of them that were involved in that incident were on the primary blacks at the outset of the race. It's a bit of a three-car breakaway as it's Pato Award, Alexander Rossi, and then Alex Pelot. Those three have uh, gapped themselves by about two seconds over Will Power. Uh, Rossi got awful close, Mark, through the carousel. He's going to do that closing within a car length as they head to turn 17. Right now, Davey, it's obvious that through 13 through 17, Rossi just uh, has a little better handling race car than Pato Award. Yeah, he sure does. Seems like he has a little bit of straightaway speed, too. Now, that could be a couple things. Is it just pure power that that Honda's catching that Chevrolet? Or you just get to those corners a little better, holds some momentum, and catches up to him, but doesn't have enough room to get beside him before the corner. Local caution right now, Nick, uh, uh, Nick Yeoman. It's for Jimmy Johnson. Yeah, Jimmy Johnson, who just spun. It looks like it's right by the qualifying timing line. That's near 15 and 16. Leaders right now are in Charlotte's Web, so that gives some time for Jimmy Johnson to get that car refired. 
third, but it does look like, Mark, that we are going to go full course yellow, and we're going to get a chance to see the replay as well for Jimmy Johnson. And Davey Hamilton, you got to peek at that replay. Again, the, the, the rear end grip on that car just went away, huh? Yeah, it sure did. You know, it's a fast area of this racetrack. He just had got he passed going into 12, coming up to 13. The car's already light right there. Then he got in that dirty air. That, that gave him an indicator of what dirty air feels like. And with that little bit of less downforce up over the top of that hill, uh, definitely got him turned around in a bad spot. But unfortunately, the yellow's out. And the car's fine. He'll get refired and get going again. Well, it, obviously, uh, a much ballyhooed addition to the paddock here in the NTT IndyCar Series. Talking about Jimmy Johnson. We uh, caught up a little bit earlier this weekend, Michael Young did with Chip Ganassi talking about the 2021 campaign. Indeed, Chip, welcome back to 2021 starting this season at, at, at a somewhat normal pace, and it changed for you. You guys went down to two cars with the 9 and 10, then you went back to three, now four cars, and of all people, Jimmy Johnson. What an exciting change for you coming into the season. No question. I mean, uh, you know, Jimmy always expressed an interest in IndyCar racing when I knew him in NASCAR, and I thought it was just kind of a passing thing, you know, and uh, he was serious about it. And it's very serious. He's very serious about it. When he showed up and started working at it, uh, I saw how serious he was. Talk about a seven-time cup champion coming to an Indy car. He is extremely humble. But the process of changing your brake zones, your acceleration zones, how much has he leaned on a guy like Scott Dixon, a six-time champion here in IndyCar? Well, I'll tell you, he's, he's using up uh, Dixon and Frank Keedy and Alex and Marcus, talking to everybody he can, phone calls day and night. I really see the work ethic I was up against when I was racing against him, I'll tell you. The difficulty of expanding this team to four cars. It's tough enough to handle two and be competitive trying to win championships. The reasoning going to four from your three from last year. You know, it's all about people. It's, you know, you got a good guy, you know, you got takes good guys to, to, to run these cars. You know, you just don't slap a team together. And when you got guys like, like Mike Hall and Doug Ducart, Michael Guerra, Barry Wander, Max Jones. You got these guys on your team. It makes it a lot easier, I'll tell you. Uh, good stuff, Chip Ganassi. Michael Young, thanks for the time, Chip, over the weekend, that's for sure. Let's get an update on those again involved in that opening lap incident. Ryan Marine tells us more about Felix Rosenquist. Yeah, we and the team both thought that Felix's day might be done early, but the car has just reemerged from back in the paddock. Uh, the crew is doing a little bit of work on it. They were cleaning off some of the dust and debris from the off-track excursions, especially around the fuel buckeye, and Felix is being reinstalled in the car. He's lost a lot of ground, but they are buckling him in as we speak, and I think the idea is just get out there, turn some laps, maybe use attrition to their benefit, try and score some more points than they would have if they had just retired the car with the season-long championship in mind. It's been a difficult weekend to start the season, to say the least, for Felix Rosenquist, but trying to salvage a little bit of something here before we head to St. Pete. Davey, folks may want to know, what's the benefit? You heard Colton Hurtis said, yeah, we'll get back out if we can. Felix Rosenquist going to try to get back out. What's the benefit to teams to going back out? Well, from, from first-hand experience and losing a championship by four points, you need every single point counts, and, and you need to start from the first race to the last race, and if they can get that car fixed and get out and just gain a few more points, somebody else may have some worse luck than them. Still a lot of laps going this race, so uh, you need to do all you can to get back out there and just rack up those points for the year-end championship. Ryan Marine, it looks like some are taking advantage of uh, these early cautions by getting an opportunity to come to pit road. 
Sebastian Bourdais was one of those, and they've elected to go off of the red tires and onto blacks as they just sent him back out. He was one that was a little bit involved in that opening caution, uh, took a little bit of damage. They were wondering about changing the front wing. They elected not to. So now they're going to try and switch the strategy just a little bit and bring him in here. One of a few drivers that have made their way down pit lane trying to take advantage of the, uh, the cautions that have fallen here early in this race. Well, it has not been the cleanest of 11 laps, but with 79 to go, Pato Award is your race leader. Alexander Rossi is second. Alex below third. Will Power runs in the fourth position. Scott Dixon is fifth. Marcus Erickson sits in the sixth spot. Rookie Roman Grosjean is in seventh. Connor Daly eighth. Ninth is Scott McLaughlin, and tenth is Ed Jones. Eleventh through fifteenth see Simon Pagano, Takuma Sato, James Hinchcliffe, Graham Rahal, and Jack Harvey. Dalton Kellett is 16th. Sebastian Bourdais runs 17th. 18th is Renas VK. Jimmy Johnson is 19th. And then we've got the five cars out of the race, or presumed out of the race, Mark Chilton, Herta, Newgarden, Hunter Ray, and Rosenquist. Looks like the leaders setting up for turn 17 as we're set to go racing again. Well, no question. The young Pato Award is getting plenty of experience in terms of uh, starts and restarts here, and he's off to a great start yet again as he leads Alexander Rossi into turn number one. Alex Below is keeping pace with Rossi now as they wind their way through turns one and two. A bit of a mix-up back of the field. A couple of cars trying to go too wide through that Alabama roller coaster. This is the sixth race in his NTT IndyCar Series career that Pato Award has led a lap, but of course he is still looking for win number one. Early in this one, he's got a two-car length advantage over Alexander Rossi, then it's Polo. The front three have checked out a bit for power, and then Scott Dixon. Award absolutely shot out of a cannon on that restart. His gap over Alexander Rossi, a couple car lengths as they make their way downhill through turns eight and nine. Award heavy on the accelerators. They head to the back stretch in front of the fans. Mark Award pulls that lead to about four car lengths over Rossi. Uh, is it an adverse effect on these drivers, Davey, to have these starts and restarts? I mean, this is such a rhythm sport. Are all these guys all veterans, and they're used to scenarios like this unfolding? Well, the guys that have the good race car that have a nice flow going, yes, it's, it's a bummer. But the guys that maybe need to, to think about some adjustments that they need to do to talk to their crew, to let them know what the car's doing just for when that pit stop comes, maybe a little bit better translation and, and communication with their crew to, uh, to change their cars. Uh, Award, Rossi, below power, Scott Dixon, the top five now as they head toward turn number five. And as they do so, Pata Award starts to swing it wide, entering turn number five before does Rossi. Now they work their way, the hairpin of turn number six. Rossi not letting him get away. They're starting to get a little bit of breathing room over Polo, who's running in third. And Rossi's about two car lengths behind Pato Award, making him sweat a little bit as they both get heavy on the brakes. Rossi locks up the left front tire just a little bit, both now heavy on the accelerator, heading for the backstretch mark. They put about three car lengths between third place running Alexander uh, Alex Pillow, but it's Rossi who appears to be on the charge hunting down uh, Pato Award. The good debut for uh, Ramon Grosjean in the 51 continues. He worked his way around Connor Daly to pick up the seventh position. Now Daly has a bit of worry. Uh, that's Scott McLaughlin in the three making his debut as well, but on Nick's point, the front three have gained some measure of separation. They pulled out to about 1.1 seconds over fourth place running Will Power. Pato Award with the lead of four-tenths of a second over Alexander Rossi now as he sweeps out of turn number three and climbs the hill to four. 
You had mentioned Scott McLaughlin. Good look in on this rookie running for Roger Penske as the leaders work their way into turn number six. We'll wait to see with McLaughlin, who started 12th. Now all of a sudden has Ed Jones popped to his outside. Jones tried to make a move. McLaughlin was worried about Connor Daly trying to get that eight spot. And instead, he's got to worry about being stalked by Ed Jones. And right behind them, Jake, it was Takuma Sato who pulled out of line. He made the pass on Simon Pagino. So move Sato up to the 11th position. Meanwhile, Mark the leaders down the backstretch. And got to give a shout out to James Hinchcliffe. He is plus 11. It's been a struggle for Hitch this week, and he's worked his way up to 13. Michael Young. With Ryan hunter Ray and Ryan, you said you threw the kitchen sink at this thing in that practice session. Qualifying was tough for you, and now he's talking with Brian Herter real quick. But, Ryan, he said he threw the kitchen sink at it, didn't even get through one lap. What happened? Yeah, I mean, I talked to Newgard. He said he just lost it in the grass there. I saw somebody drop the wheel. I saw some dirt. Kept my foot in it going for uh, going for the throttle or going for the pass, and all of a sudden, Newgarden dropped the wheel and just and it, and it hooked inside. I, I didn't even have time to go anywhere, so... Glad you're okay, though. We'll see you at St. Pete. Thank you. Ryan hunter guys. Thank you, Michael. Award, Rossi, Pelot, Power, and Dixon, the top five. Erickson, Grosjean, Daly, McLaughlin, Jones, the top ten. Sato, 11th. Pagino is 12th. Hinch is 13th. Ray Hall, 14th. Jack Harvey is 15th. Bourdais is 16th. 17th is VK. 18th, Dalton Kellen. A lap down in 19th, Jimmy Johnson. Two laps down in 20th, Max Chilton. 11 laps down, 21st, Felix Rosenquist. 13 laps down in 22nd is Colton Hurt. Officially out of the race in 23rd, Joseph Newgarden. 24th, Ryan hunter Ray with 15 laps complete to the Honda Indy Grand Prix of Alabama. Thanks for tuning in to the NTT IndyCar Series on stations all across the USA, including WCSL in Cherryville, North Carolina, WSLM in Salem, Indiana, and WTBQ in Warwick, New York. Mark James and the whole cast of characters calling this one for you. Pit stops uh, starting to occur. One of the first takers, Ryan Marine, was Simon Pagino. And it was a quick stop from the Team Penske crew. They went off of the red sidewall tires and replaced those also with another set of reds and a pretty major front wing adjustment on that car as well. As I'm talking, I see Alexander Rossi's Andretti Autosport crew with the Napa colors. They're laying out as well. So we're going to have some more takers here on pit lane very soon. Yep, and we see the front two break off and start to head to pit road. And uh, that is Pato Award and Alexander Rossi turning the lead over uh, to Alex Pelot. Let's go to Ryan Marine. Alexander Rossi slides a little bit long. He's going off of reds and on the blacks. It's a pretty clean stop. No noticeable adjustments, and he's back in the fight. Michael Young. And for was around in that front wing. He will beat Alexander Rossi back onto the circuit. And they are going to come off Nick Yeoman nose to tail. Yeah, very, very close. It's uh, just a couple car lengths as they have a clean racetrack to blend. Cold tires. Both of those drivers are going to have to take care of those. Question now becomes, Mark, uh, how many other drivers jump onto pit lane with the two leaders jumping there? Well, let's get uh, some insight from our driver analyst, Davey Hamilton. We thought that pit window would open up around lap 22 and even with all the cautions, uh, the leaders came in at lap 18, Davey. Yeah, you know what I think is they're just going, their strategy is to let's go for it. Full fuel, fast as we can go, and, and, and make it a three-stop race potentially. So it's going to be interesting to see if anybody else, just like you said, I don't see anybody else laid out, guys, right now. So those two seem to be doing a strategy of their own. Speculating here, purely speculating, Michael Young. 
these stops have anything to do with tire wear that may not they might not be happy about? Well, that's what I was looking at, Mark James. I'm looking at the Firestone Reds that came off of Pato Awards car. That is what he started the race with. And believe it or not, they look fantastic. There's no wear that I'm seeing on them at all. So that is a key because we remember what Pato had said. He said, not sure if we're going to go blacks or reds on our final stint. They went to blacks on that stint. So the way those reds look, and if they could get a good long run on these blacks, they may be able to go to the reds on that final stint. Beneficiary of the decision of the leaders to come to pit road is Alex Pillow, who was keeping track by those front two, Davey Hamilton, and now he leads Will Power by almost three seconds and is all by his lonesome in that number 10 car for Ganassi Racing. Kid's been impressive the entire weekend, Mark. He finds himself on top of the speed charts every time, every practice test and qualifying. Now, no surprise to us at all on that new team. He's got confidence and right now has a nice three-second three, three second lead over Will Power. A couple of guys holding serve as well, Nick Yeoman, Marcus Erickson, Rabon Grosjean, and uh, Connor Daly. Impressive run by McLaughlin. And how about Ed Jones in that Sealmaster 18 car for Dale Coyne Racing? Well, and Ed Jones has looked awful racy. In fact, uh, the better part of this first stint, he has been all over the rear wing of that rookie driver, Scott McLaughlin. So he sits in that eighth position. Obviously moved up a couple spots due to the leaders pitting, but uh, it has been a solid return to IndyCar for Ed Jones. Had such a good rookie year a few years ago with that team. Mark, I think a lot of folks really excited to see him back behind the wheel of that Sealmaster car. Uh, to give you an idea where well, those guys uh, went to pit road where they cycled back in, Nick, it looks like around that 15th position is where you find Ward and Rossi. But again, everyone in front of them still has to come to pit road. And the good news for those two guys is uh, they've got plenty of green track in front of them. So Dalton Kellett's still another 12 seconds ahead as is Renus BK, Jack Harvey. So Ward and Rossi can go out there with these fresh tires, lay down qualifying time laps, and uh, once things cycle through, they'll find their way back to the front of the field. Uh, you go up to around 13, 14, turn 15. Scott McLaughlin running in that seventh position. He has uh, plenty of company. Ed Jones, James Hinchcliffe, Ram Rahal, Sebastian Bourdais, all those guys are trying to track him down. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Uh, it's kind of stacking up there. We've seen some guys get a little racy heading towards uh, Charlotte's Web, and they're really in the carousel right now, Mark, back on the front straightaway. Ed Jones on back uh, about single file, but cars two to three car lengths separated. Yeah, you are going to see a long freight train of cars coming your way very, very soon, Jake Query, into Charlotte's Web. It'll be seven place running Scott McLaughlin, and it goes back to Jones, Hinch, Rahal, and even Sebastian Bourdais trying to keep pace. And Graham Rahal is one that you have to be impressed with because he started towards the back of the field, fastest in the warm-up. He is now going to go to the outside of Sebastian Bourdais. They went nearly side-by-side. Rahal is going to clear Bourdais. James Hinchcliffe now will be the next in his sights. Bourdais jumps back in line to try to get that slipstream, that draft down, that straightaway headed to turn eight. But Bourdais has to get back in line. So he was trying to get around Graham Rahal. Has to fall back in line, though, Mark, as those drivers roar past the museum. A quick pick stop for Felix. Felix Rosenquist, but again, he's 11 laps down. Going to be a long day for Felix at this point. He's trying to turn laps, and as Davey talked about earlier, one of the benefits for getting back out there is you never know where this will shake out in terms of the quest for the championship. Seeing a battle trying to shape up between a couple of veterans. It's the battle for the second position. It's second place running Will Power, third place running Scott Dixon. Before long, they get to Jay Query. 
And of course, they are well behind at this point, Alex Pillow, as Will Power works his way now into the hairpin. Behind him is Dixon. We'll call it a two and a half car length advantage right now for Power. Once he goes up that incline, coming off of turn number six, gets himself a little more breathing room, but a huge elevation change now awaits. Yeah, both of those drivers running really smart races right now as Will Power, that car bottoms out at the bottom of the hill of turn seven and eight. Those two have got a, a nice four-second advantage mark over fourth-place running Marcus Erickson. Uh, two veterans just kind of feeling out the early parts of this race. McLaughlin is starting to tiptoe away from that battle that he was involved with, Dick. Now it's more a battle for the eighth position between Jones, Hinch, Ray Hall, and Sebastian Bourdais. Yeah, in fact, Ray Hall is holding on for dear life as Sebastian Bourdais has been pressuring him the last handful of laps. New player into the mix is Renus VK. VK searching for lines around the back half of this track. He got a little sideways, lost some ground as they approached the carousel, but he was certainly catching Bourdais, though, moments ago, Mark, as they snaked their way out of turn 17. That, again, the battle for 9th, 10th, and 11th. 23 laps now, Davey. Are you a little surprised it's been five laps since the leaders came to pit road, and yet the rest of the field is yet to come? Yeah, only one other guy came in. I think that was uh, Sato, I see, came in a few laps after that. But a little surprise. These guys, uh, maybe we're going to find out. Here's, here's the key. Are these tires, uh, are, are they going to fall off? Are they going to lose a lot of speed trying to do that two, two-stop strategy? And, and we'll just see if it does or not. Because if it does, we know two guys with fresher tires, they're, gonna be, they're running hard. That's Rossi and Award. How about an update on Ed Jones, Ryan Marine? And a top 10 run going just came to the attention of his Dale Coyne Racing with Vassar Sullivan crew off of the reds and onto the blacks for Ed Jones. They've been playing with different fuel numbers, and he asked for a bit more power just before that pit stop, and they gave it to him. So they must like what they're seeing from a fuel mileage perspective. 24 laps down, 66 to go here at Barber Motorsports Park, the Honda Indy Grand Prix of Alabama on IndyCar Radio. It's Alex Pillow, your race leader. Will Power is second. Scott Dixon is third. Marcus Erickson fourth. Fourth. Roman Groshan runs fifth. Connor Daly just came to pit lane. He'll give up the sixth position. Uh, that's going to cycle Scott McLaughlin up to sixth now. James Hinchcliffe, Graham Rahal, Sebastian Bourdais, and Renus VK mark the top ten. Connor Daly just on and off pit road. Tires and fuel with 24 laps complete at the Honda Indy Grand Prix of Alabama. 26 of 90 laps complete, leaving 64 to run. The season over, the Honda Indy Grand Prix of Alabama. Alex Bullock with a 5.2 second lead. And uh, we've seen things get a bit interesting uh, from about fifth place on back. But little by little, some of those guys back of the pack starting to come to pit road. We've seen James Hinchcliffe work his way into the top ten. We see him coming to pit road for some service. And uh, Scott McLaughlin, solid run for him. We saw him on and off pit road a few moments ago. It's going to keep Michael Young and Ryan Marine down on pit lane busy. And, uh, you know, I, you and I both spent years down there. I kind of like when it works out that everybody's on different strategies where you can start to track, okay, after this guy pits, I need to go here. Because uh, it seems like everyone's kind of on different strategies, Mark. It all opened when the leader, Pato Award, and Alexander Rossi uh, ducked onto pit lane. They have now cycled their way up to 11th and 12th as we've seen drivers like Passiono, McLaughlin, Daly, Sato all pit and kind of fall back in line. Uh, now, Davey and two, I mean, it's a, it's a perilous journey when you start going on alternate pit strategies and they start moving around outside of what we think the dead set pit strategy should be because uh, while we did have two cautions for eight laps at the start of this race, uh, 
the runoff areas here are very forgiving, and uh, I think this place is notorious for local cautions, but we don't typically get a lot of full field cautions. Yeah, right. Today, unfortunately, we've had two of them. Uh, but you're right, Mark. I mean, a lot of times a guy get off and he's out of harm's way, or somebody can come and nab him and without any, without uh, to slow the race down or throw a full course caution. So it is interesting. Right now, we got five guys that haven't pitted yet. So right now, with laps, uh, we see we're on 27 of 90. They're they're gonna they're gonna be close. I mean, they need to get to that 30 lap mark, and you know, I they can make it work. We'll just have to see if uh, see if they're gonna do it. The most we've ever had here six caution periods in 2011. Three times, Davey, we've had only one caution period in 13, 16, and 19. So, you know, even that year of 2011, that's a lot of caution periods, and, and less than six, I think, being the norm here, that's what that's what really makes this fuel strategy a gamble, huh? Yeah, without, without a question. And, man, you see the speeds. You know, the guys on the new tires that half pitted and the, the, the plow for, for, for leading, really pretty close on speed. I mean, uh, he just ran a 108.3 leading this race. And then you got, uh, let me see, let's go down to um, um, Award, for example, a 108.0. So only two-tenths of a second quicker on those new tires. But, boy, a lot of area to, to, to make up. So those two stoppers, could uh, their tires seem to be hanging in there pretty good. Award and Rossi continue to run together in 11th and 12th. They had dropped back to 15th or 16th after their stop. I'll tell you what, let's go down to pit road. Maybe get some insight. Michael Young, you've been able to pick up any tidbits of information. Anybody playing their hand as when we might start seeing some of the front runners? Yeah, well, not only did I hear from Mike Hull and Scott Dixon, they're talking about lap 33, same with Will Power. They're looking at about lap 33, which easily gets them in that two-stop strategy. The key is nursing those reds for 26 or so laps. It, that will be the key to this race. And as much talk as we've had about tire degradation, they're going to need every bit that they could get out of these Firestone Blacks if they're going to make it at two stops. Uh, coming up on 30 laps complete, and Alex Pelot has not wavered at all since he assumed the point, Nick Yeoman. He's uh, stepped out a little bit uh, to about an eight-second lead, a six-second lead over Will Power, and he's up to about an eight-and-a-half-second lead over Scott Dixon. Yeah, he's done a really nice job of uh, gapping those two veterans after he assumed the lead. We expect and we're hearing that he may be coming to pit lane very shortly. In fact, the team may be laying out some fresh Firestone tires for him. But, yeah, on these reds, he's gone 29 laps. Now, they haven't all been green, Mark, but he has hustled those things to a nice 6.7 second lead. A couple of guys that have had some struggles this weekend got to feel good about where they're running right now. We'll see where it shakes out once we get toward the end. But uh, Nick Rambray, Hall, Sebastian Bourdais started together. They continue to run together. They're in the top 10 at 6 and 7. Yeah, and interesting, those are a couple guys that we knew we're going to have to mix it up a little bit on strategy, so uh, good to see Graham Rahal. He had some speed in the warning warm-up session, and that gave us uh, kind of an inclination that there might be some some, some get-up to that car, so good to see Graham up there, and, and obviously we've seen Sebastian Bourdais look really racy as A.J. Foyt. They're super excited to uh, have him a part of that organization. A uh, quietly year. efficient day for those of you uh, interested that are listening on Sirius and XM. Jack Harvey put together a solid effort. He's in the top ten. Yeah, running in that tenth position, uh, about five seconds behind Renus VK. Just moved up to ninth, VK to eighth as uh, guys continue to peel off onto the off of the racetrack onto pit lane. So a uh, nice clean start for Jack Harvey, and that's what they like in Meyer Shake Race. And that Sirius XM-sponsored machine. And uh, Ryan Marine, you're getting the impression that uh, our leader may be paying a visit to pit road fairly soon. 
The crew just made the call to Alex Pillow. Hit this lap, and he answered 10-4. The crew is laid out, and we should be seeing the number 10 Honda very, very soon. Yeah, very, very soon indeed, and he's working his way through 11-12 right now, and uh, not far behind him should be second-place running Will Power, and we expect Dixon, Erickson, Grosjean, Rahul, Bourdais, VK, maybe even Jack Harvey, all of them to follow suit. As a matter of fact, Dalton Kelvin is through the top 10. Kelvin last pitted on lap number 11. Your leader, Alex Pillow, heads to pit road. And he slides to a halt right in front of me. Off come the red sidewalls. The black sidewall tires and tear off on the arrow screen as well. No noticeable adjustments. A pretty smooth stop. Thumbs up all around for the Chip Ganassi Racing crew. We talked about it during the warm-up session this morning. That's an awfully cool-looking race car. It's a great-looking race car. Red and blue. It's uh, the Sycamore Entertainment Group television channel on that race car, and it is a great-looking car. Red and blue, the accents. And, Mark, I'll tell you what, Alex Pillow exits pit lane right in front of Jack Harvey. And I think if you look about 15, 20 car lengths, I saw that orange and black car of, uh, of Pato Award, who was ahead of Alex Alex Pillow. So as of right now, this strategy looking pretty good for Alex Pillow. Yep, indeed it, it, it did. He's worked his way around Jack Harvey, and uh, you look a little further behind him, and you do see our pole setter, Pato Award. Award led 17 laps. Pillow led 13 laps. Will Power has led a lap now. Michael, an update on what some of the other front runners might be doing soon. Yeah, well, Scott Dixon has laid out. We just heard from the crew on the Will Power Machine. They're going to try to go two or three more laps. But the crew is ready for Scott Dixon. He should be pitting any moment. As a matter of fact, he's starting to make his way down this pit lane. Again, the key has been tire degradation. We see that they have black tires laid out for Scott Dixon's second stint as he comes to the attention of the Wolfpack. They'll take those Firestone Reds off. Looks like a good stop so far. No changes thus far to the front wing. Actually, they'll go and give him one full turn of front wing. Scott Dixon down and away. To Ryan Marine. Similar story for the other Chip Ganassi Racing driver, Marcus Erickson, hitting from third. They go off of reds and on to blacks. Three uh, turns of front wing is the adjustment on that Husky chocolate car, and he's down and away. So 4, 5, and 6 continues to heat up, and uh, that is uh, the Bourdais, VK, Below, Harvey. Grosjean involved in, in, in that as well. Yeah, we just saw Graham Rahal jump to the inside. Jake Query called it out as Graham Rahal was pressuring Roman Grosjean. Rahal got around him, and now Grosjean's got his hands full, Mark, as Sebastian Bourdais is all over the rear wing. It looks like Renus VK is right there as those cars snake their way to the carousel. To pit road and Michael Young. Will Power coming in. He says, I don't want any changes. He is going to try to hit his marks and make this as quick as humanly possible. His first stop in the 2021 campaign. So far, so good for Will Power. They're taking off those Firestone Fire off Reds. They're going to Blacks. Good stuff for Will Power. Nodded away to Ryan Marine. Roman Grosjean has stretched his fuel just about as long as any of the front runners. Sticker black tires and a front wing adjustment on this pit stop. A little bit slow leaving the box, but he peels out in his back into the fray. So now we're waiting on Graham Rahal, Bourdais, and VK. They're the ones that uh, Rahal has not uh, been in since he stopped uh, right during he stopped during that first caution on lap number three. I'll tell you what, though, Mark. We may have a battle for what's going to end up being the lead out of turn six. It's Alex Below being chased by Pato Award. Award, of course, stopped early. Below fresh off of pit lane as they head to that downhill portion of turn eight. They were separated, Mark, by just a couple car lengths. And right behind them, Will 
Power and Alexander Rossi. That may very well be the race for third. Power trying to hang on for dear life. And they are side by side now as they set up for turn 14. Will Power with the advantage, but Alex Rossi is certainly right there in the tire tracks. A little short straightaway there where they can gain some speed as they set up for turn number 12 got to be careful the car doesn't bottom out there Alexander Rossi thought about going to the high side now he goes to the bottom side and Nickler side by side into 15. They'll snake their way out of 16 and 17 and Rossi will pull off that pass he gets around at Will Power who's on those cold tires Mark that eventually is going to end up being the third position. Davey Hamilton Alexander Rossi has a really fast race car. He does have a fast race car. I'm just not sure about the three-stop strategy. I think that he's going for it. He's going to be faster. And his, But these tires seem to be lasting really good. We'll just have to see how the Reds do right now. A lot of passing going down into turn. Matter of fact, it's Ponto Ward going on that side of Palo, going down into turn five and six. That is a drag race through five and six. It's Pato Award and Alex Palo, Nick Yeoman. And Award's going to get that position. And to Davey's point, probably smart for Alex Palo to say, go right ahead. I may have you trumped on the strategy card. Award clears him at the bottom of the hill. He'll put about three car lengths on the young Spaniard down the backstretch. Find out what happened to Graham Rahal on pit road. Michael Young has an update. Yeah, they're going to do that three-stop strategy. They went from Firestone Blacks to Sticker Firestone Blacks. A quick stop for Graham Rahal, 8.3 seconds. Davey, bit of a head-scratcher. You thinking a little bit what board A and BK might be thinking? They last pitted on lap 11. Yeah, so they're going to have to come in here momentarily. I, I like to say they they had no choice. They were in the back of this field. They had to take a gamble. They're going to be they're going to be pitting uh, momentarily. I'd have to say it's going to rotate them back, put an award back in the lead of this race. But you got to remember the guy maybe in the catbird seat is Palou. He he. Uh, he, he's the guy in that fourth position on that two-stop strategy, looking really good. Well, you'd Matter of fact, Rossi, go ahead. You'd think they'd be coming soon because Jack Harvey also last stopped on lap 11, and Davey, he just came to pit road. Yeah, and you got to remember some two guys. These guys that made it, I like Scott Dixon, stretched out to 33 laps instead of 30, 30 laps because of, you got to remember, we had a few yellows in that first 30, so we may not have any more of these last two stints. So uh, I think Dixon, you know, he's, uh, he's pretty safe on fuel right now. Let's go to Michael Young up pit road. Yeah, Pato Award just came to uh, on the radio to the attention of uh, Taylor Kyle, his race strategist. He said, am I to save fuel? He said, no. Full throttle, keep pushing. So Pato Award going to use up those tires as best he can. Looks like a, most definitely a three-stop strategy for the number five machine. With 54 laps remaining in the Honda Indy Grand Prix of Alabama, here's how they run. Sebastian Bourdais and Renas VK run first and second. They still need to pit. It's Pato Award who will inherit the lead. He runs in the third position. Alex Pelot is fourth. Alexander Rossi fifth. Will Power is sixth. Dalton Kellett still needs to pit, but he runs in seventh as of now. Scott Dixon is eighth. Marcus Eric in ninth. Simon Pagano is in 10th. Graham Rahal is in 11th. Scott McLaughlin runs in 12th. Connor Daly runs in the 13th position. 14th is Takuma Sato. 15th, Roman Grosjean. Ed Jones is in 16th. James Hinchcliffe in 17th. Jack Harvey is in the 18th position. 19th is NASCAR star Jimmy Johnson. Max Chilton is two laps down in 20th. Felix Rosenquist, 12 laps down in 21st. Colton Herta looks like they've got his car repaired. Well, he's 34 laps down. Scored right now in 22nd, and the two cars officially out of the race, Mark Jaynes. Joseph Newgarden in 23rd, and Ryan Hunter-Ray in 24th. That happened in an opening lap accident that took out five cars. Sebastian Bourdais has led three laps now, but he needs to come to pit road. Matter of fact, he is there now, and uh, Ryan Marine is the interested spectator. 
It's a bit of a hang-up on this stop, slower than they would have liked. Supertech's A.J. Foyt shakes his head in disbelief just a bit. On to black tires, off of black tires. And remember, Sebastian Bourdais got off sequence. He was caught up in that first lap crash. They brought him in under the second full-course yellow. That's why he was able to stay out as long as he has. So this race is going to be interesting with all the varying pit strategies. Uh, we'll stay on top of it and uh, be a wild and woolly finish here at the Honda Indy Grand Prix of Alabama. Okay, Davey, uh, let's try to make sense of everything that's unfolding here. We look up the timing of scoring. Potom Award, Alexander Rossi won first and third, respectively. Award is your leader, last stopped on lap number 18. Where do they stack up in terms of pit strategy, fuel strategy with the rest of that field with Pelot last pitting on lap 31, Power Dixon around 32, Erickson 32? Well, I like their strategies right now, and that is the guys that are doing the two-stoppers just because there seems to be no tire drop-off whatsoever. There's, they seem to be able to have nice pace. That meaning a Ward and Rossi could be in a little bit of trouble because they're going to make that extra pit stop. And as you know, you're going to lose quite a bit of time by the time you come down, slow down, come down pit lane, get back up to speed again. And so uh, right now, Award, uh, Palou, and Rossi, top three, but Award and Rossi, they're going to be pitting momentarily. And as we speak, look what's coming back out or who's coming Coming back out onto the racetrack at that number 26 Gamebridge machine. Colton Herta comes back. He does so 37 laps down. Yeah, I wondered about that when we did that full field rundown just moments ago because that car is not listed out of the race. Uh, it was a big hit for Colton Herta, so a big tip of the cap to the Andretti Autosport guys to uh, get that car repaired. And you never know, Mark, uh, if, if, if any of these other guys have problems, there's still 50 laps to go, and that's a couple positions or two that Colton Herta might be able to make up. And he's a guy we expect to be in the championship all year long, so uh, very important for him to get back out. So really, with all of that carnage, uh, the, the ones that suffered the most damage, uh, Joseph Newgarden, who's out of the race in 23rd, Ryan Hunter-Ray in 24th, those were the only two whose cars were not repairable because Herta, Rosenquist, Chilton were all able to continue. Jimmy Johnson's a lap down, but he spun on his own and went a lap down. I feel like we were just talking yesterday about how Ryan Hunter-Ray's string of bad luck oh, is just incredible. And wouldn't you know, 2021 rolls around, and that poor guy just can't catch a break, caught up in that accident as an innocent bystander. So, uh, Pottawa Ward leads by 5.3 seconds over Alex Pillow. Rossi, Power, Dixon, Erickson, Bourdais, Ray Hall, McLaughlin, and Renas VK are the top ten. And uh, much as we've seen unfold throughout the course of this race, Nick Yeoman, uh, you know, they're strung out pretty much among the front runners. But, boy, once you get back to around... Uh, uh, Position number seven through eight, nine, and ten. Those guys not gaining much separation. Yeah, and I just I'm fascinated by the, the strategy call and, and Davey kind of you know outlined it. It, it really seems like Pato Award and Alexander Rossi, as fast as they are, I, I think Davey's right. I think they're in a lot of trouble, Mark, for pitting early and going for that three stop strategy because of just how strong Polo and Power and Dixon have been able to to be on the used Firestone tires, regardless of what color they are. And it sounds like. Uh, Michael Young's reporting that Pato Award may be coming to pit lane. He's on the backstretch right now, Mark, so we may see our leader jump onto pit lane momentarily. Uh, first pole, and uh, he has led 22 laps on the day, and uh, what a tough start to this race it was in terms of uh, testing his medal on starts and restarts. He had to hold up Alexander Rossi a couple of times, and uh, he was able to do so and do so cleanly. Uh, pretty successful start to the season so far for this likable youngster, Michael Young. 
Yes, indeed. Pottawa Ward making his second stop right here. They're going to sticker Firestone Blacks. I think I heard the word push, push, full overtake, push, push, more on the radio in the last five laps that I have for the last three seasons. They are really going to have to make a lot of ground on those two-stop strategy guys, but what a great stop for Pottawa Ward, and I've already heard on the radio. Now push, push. Let's take a look, Nick Yeoman, where he comes off the pit road. Let's see where he might blend back in as we see Scott McLaughlin at the other end of pit road. Yeah, it was a 7.2-second pit stop, it looks like, as Pato Award rolls out of uh, turns four and five. It looks like he's going to cycle back in in the eighth position as uh, as right behind Graham Rahal. So, as Michael touched on, I mean, if there's two guys you want to have that three-stop strategy where they got to push like crazy for the rest of the race, Award and Rossi are good bets. But, boy, I just don't know about the strategy, Mark. Uh, speaking of Rossi, uh, Ryan Marine, you get, the, you get the idea that maybe you might be seeing him pretty soon? Yeah, the crew is out there. They've got the black sidewall tires ready to go, and this is par for the course. The first round of pit stops, we saw him come in one lap after Pato Award, and it appears that's going to be the case again. Alexander Rossi, after a disastrous season in 2020 where he did not win a race, trying to bounce back in a big way. He slides to a halt in front of me. Sticker black tires go on. The fuel disengaged. Very clean stop for the Napa Auto Parts crew. And uh, again, Nick will keep an eye on Alexander Rossi as he, he sees several cars roar by, and we'll see where he's going to cycle back in now as he exits pit road. Yeah, one of those cars is Pato Award as he's already in the Alabama roller coaster. Bourdais got around him, Ray Hall got around him, as did VK. So it looks like Rossi will slot in ultimately, Mark, probably in the 10th position. Uh, 43 laps complete now as we see Alexander Rossi slip back to ninth for now. Jay Query. And we have a problem. It's Pata Award who got side-by-side side with Sebastian Bourdais exiting turn number six. Bourdais had locked up the brakes. This was the battle at the moment for technically the sixth position. Bourdais got through it. Award managed to get through, but I'm not sure that he did so unscathed. He gave up at least two spots because Graham Rahal got by as well. But Pata Award, who was so dominant early in this race, might have to bring in that car to see if there's any damage. That remains to be seen. But he gave up two spots in turn number six. Uh, Michael Young. Yeah, Pottle Award said, what is wrong with this guy? They got on the radio, said, everything looks okay, just keep pushing. But boy, oh boy, a scary moment for Pottle Award, and, but a great run, and he really, like I said, needs to keep pushing. And, and he's got a little bit, he's on the radio again, he's really, really upset right now. They're trying to calm him back down. Davey Hamilton with a look at the replay. Well, what happened there, I don't know what, you know, I... He got a big run. Bourdais got a big run on award going down into five, and he took advantage of it. Didn't get down quite enough. They did have contact. Bourdais did slide up. Slight contact inside of award, so I can understand why he's unhappy. Fortunately, it didn't hurt his car. Pushed him off course just a little bit. Lost a little bit of ground. Nick Yeoman with a full field rundown now as we're approaching the halfway point. Alex Pelot, your leader here on lap 44. Will Power runs in second. Scott Dixon is third. Marcus Erickson fourth. Sebastian Bourdais is in the fifth position. Sixth through ten sees Graham Rahal, Pato Award, v- Renas VK, Alexander Rossi, and the rookie Roman Groshan. James Hinchcliffe runs in 11th. Jack Harvey is 12th. Simon Pagano runs in 13th. Dalton Kellett is 14th. Scott McLaughlin is in the 15th position. Takuma Sato 
runs in 16th. Ed Jones is 17th. Connor Daly is 18th. 19th is Jimmy Johnson, two laps down. Three laps down is Max Chilton in the 20th position. 12 laps down, Felix Rosenquist in 21st. Colton Herta is back out on the racetrack. He is 39 laps down in the 22nd position. Only two cars out of the race mark. Joseph Newgarden, who will finish 23rd, and Ryan hunter Ray will finish last in 24th. New feature this year is a hot lap where we get to know the drivers of the NTT IndyCar Series. Our guest for the first segment this year, Jake Query, is joined by Will Power. Will Power is with Verizon Team Penske. He is also the subject of our hot lap here. We're going to get right to it. I want to begin with this. Now that you're a father, tell me the kids' program or television show that privately you actually enjoy watching when your kids have it on. Every now and then, I actually enjoy watching Bubble Cup and see what happens in the story. But uh, <laughs> Do you yeah. tell anybody that you're into it? I don't care, yeah. I mean, I would, yeah. When you were a kid, what was your favorite cartoon? When I was a little kid, I think it was just like the Disney cartoons. I just remember some of the funny Disney, Donald Duck, Mickey Mouse, Goofy, Daffy Duck, uh, yeah, Bugs Bunny, all those. Yeah. Wait, which cartoon character most resembles Will Power? Yosemite Sam. <laughs> no, I love Yosemite Sam. It was so funny. Uh, who was your first sports hero in your childhood? It was uh, Nelson Piquet. Now, you have toiled around, if I'm not mistaken, musically speaking. Who was your musical inspiration? John Farnham. John Farnham, Australian singer. Very good. And for you personally, if you could go see any concert tomorrow, you would go see who? I would, um, uh, yeah, I've, I've actually, you know, there's a bunch of people I'd love to see, but it would be John Farnham or Daryl Braithwaite, Australian singers. Here's the thing, Willpower. You're always fast, but so too is the segment. Your hot lap is complete. Couldn't do it without him. Talking about the great radio stations all across this country. You are listening to the Honda Indy Grand Prix of Alabama. Stations like WOKY in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. WHCC in Ellettsville, Indiana. And WIMA in Lima, Ohio, the home of... Alex Wolf, who is a Lima, Ohio sports broadcasting legend. Thank you all for joining us on all of our great stations all across the country. 48 of 90 laps complete, 42 to go. Pelot, Power, Dixon, Erickson, Bourdais, the top five. Ray Hall, VK, Award, Rossi, and Grosjean, the top ten. Jack Harvey is 11th. Simon Pagno is 12th. Dalton Kellett is 13th. Scott McLaughlin is 14th. Takuma Sato, 15th. Ed Jones, 16th. Connor Daly, 17th. Hinch is 18th. A lap down. Two laps down. Jimmy Johnson in 19th. Three laps down. Max Chilton in 20th. 13 laps down. Felix Rosenquist, 21st. 22nd. Colton Herta. He is 39 laps down. The only two drivers out of the race in 23rd. Joseph Newgarden in 24th. Ryan Hunter Ray. We've had four leaders. Those are Pato Award, Alex Pelot, Sebastian Bourdais, and Power. Award has led 22, Pelot 21, Power and Bourdais three. Uh, so that's five lead changes. We've had two cautions for eight laps. Fortunately, Nick Yeoman at the very start of the race. Been pretty clean since then. Yeah, if you missed, uh, if you're just joining us, we had a massive five-car accident uh, on the first lap of this race, triggered by, quite honestly, one of the best in the business. Joseph Newgarden got his left side tires off the racetrack, spun back into the middle of the racetrack. Colton Herta had nowhere to go. Herta plowed into the side of Newgarden's car. That triggered off an accident that uh, caused damage 
damage to Ryan Hunter-Ray that put him out of the race. It sent the front end of Felix Rosenquist's car up into the air. He's back out there, but running in 21st. And then Max Chilton, the other driver. It was uh, not the start we were looking to, Mark, to start the IndyCar season. Good news to report, though, for the drivers that are out of the race, Newgarden and Hunter-Ray, both of them all right. Back in the field a little bit. This is the battle for the 13th position. Dalton Kellett has the elbows plenty wide. Nick Yeoman, he's trying to hold off Scott McLaughlin while Takuma Sato was trying to keep pace with that battle. Oh, and McLaughlin's car wiggled big time through the S's in the back stretch. He's going to jump to the left side of the racetrack to get around Dalton Kellett. He'll pull off that pass. Now, Mark, the question is, can Takuma Sato find a way around Dalton Kellett through the carousel? He's going to give it a shot through the carousel, get to the bottom of the racetrack. Good, clean racing, though, by Dalton, Dalton Kellett. He gave him plenty of room. And that's ultimately what's going to earn Dalton Kellett a, a lot of respect from his fellow competitors. We know he's learning, trying to get up to speed, trying to be competitive in IndyCar. Best thing you can do is just like that. When you've got faster cars behind you, heed and give them a little room. Uh, Davey, uh, quiet, if efficient, talking about Marcus Erickson. I, I know Chip Ganassi's got to be happy with his effort so far. He's currently solidly in position number four. Yeah, no, I was lo- looking at the rundown, guys, right now, and, and uh, Plo has a nice lead, seven seconds over Will Power, which is kind of unheard of. But Power, Dixon, and Erickson are right together. I mean, there's only a couple seconds amongst those three. Then Erickson has about 11-second lead over Bourdais. So those first four guys have a nice little lead. Now, one thing I've been watching, and, and back to veterans, the push-to-pass is we get 200 seconds of push-to-pass. Power still has 169 seconds. Dixon still has 164 seconds. Then you get down to Grosjean. He, he, he has 152. He's not using his up. A lot of guys down use a lot of push to passes. Pagano only has 67 seconds left. Our leader only has 73. Award, 53. Rossi, 80. So keep track of that, too, guys, later in the race where that push to pass may come in handy. Ryan Marine, how about more on Marcus Erickson? And while you're there, update us on uh, the latest with Alex Below. And the two are actually pitted right next to one another and listening to both of their radios. Both are being coached on fuel saving, and I think Erickson finds himself in the better position. He can run behind the cars he's in front of and use them to help him hit that field number. Meanwhile, Alex Pillow has been told, look, we need the fuel mileage more than we need position right now. His lead over Will Power has shrunk. It was over 10 seconds a handful of laps ago, and as Davey mentioned, now down to around the seven-second margin. He asked as he caught some of the lap traffic. Can I use the push to pass? And he was told emphatically no. So fuel mileage definitely still up in the air for both the 10 and the 8 cars from Chip Ganassi Racing. We thought Alex Pillow had arrived at Road America last year, Nick. You remember, he started all, uh, in the third position in race number two, came home with a couple of top 10s, finished third of the first race, seventh of the second, had his share of struggles, kind of an up and down season, which is indicative of, uh, you know, one's first trip through the NTT IndyCar Series He did end with a bit of momentum, finishing ninth in the second race at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway in October. They closed out the season with a 13th-place finish in St. Petersburg. But no question, it was a big surprise when Chip Ganassi announced he was going to be in the 10 car this year. If you don't mind, Mark, I'll I'll back up even further. I remember when he got named the driver of that second Dale Coyne racing car. And and I'll be completely honest with you. I immediately went, who the hell hell is Alex Pillow? Got to go to Google. (laughs) I I wasn't sure who he was. I'm not sure a lot of folks that involved with IndyCar really knew 
who he was, but yeah, we found out very quickly when he was behind the wheel of that 55 car uh, for Dale Coyne Racing. Okay, there's something there. Clearly, Chip Ganassi saw it, and boy, right now, kind of in the catbird seat. If this thing stays green, it feels like with 37 to go, it could fall right into his lap, and to be a first-time winner in your first outing for Chip Ganassi, uh, that'll put a big smile, not only on Chip's face, but that young Spaniard's. Davey, we talked about it earlier, perhaps as you know, as a team owner in the past, one of the toughest decisions that uh, can be made is when you choose that driver because there's so many layers to that chemistry. It is a team sport, I think, more than any outside, uh, outsider realizes. And, you know, talent, knowledge, and ability, uh, sure, they are all very, very vital, but, uh, boy, the chemistry has to be there too. It sure does. And as you know, when I became team owner with Sam Schmidt, we were very for- fortunate enough to bring on some young kid named Simon Paginot right. that uh, we wanted to gamble with. But you know who else? We brought uh, his engineer with him. Um, you know, they had a long, long-term relationship. We thought, well, geez, if we, he comes along, he knows Simon better than anybody. And Ben Bretzman is who that is. And Ben and Simon have been together for years and years. And the chemistry just hit, as you know, for those three years. We, we had some wins and running for championships and really had three great seasons. And that's what it takes. you got to find that combination. And, by the way, when, when Simon went on to Penske, so did Ben. Ben left the team and went on to, to Penske with Simon. So uh, pretty unique situations. In 1,581 laps competed last year, Nick Yeoman, Alex Pillow led one lap, and it wasn't until the season finale at St. Petersburg, and he's about to lead his 27th lap. Going to have to update that stat, aren't we? No, it's been a, a fantastic run so far for Alex Below, uh, and maintaining a seven-second gap over second-place running Will Power. Uh, Will Power's got about a, a second advantage over Scott Dixon. The interesting thing is Davey brought up is if we were to get a caution with the way that Power and Dixon have held on to a lot of that push to pass, and Pillow has used it up, then he might be in trouble, but uh, the pure pace out of that 10 car uh, has just been phenomenal, Mark, from very first practice yesterday morning, and it it's continuing to show here with 35 to go. I guess the next question is, Davey, uh, when the rest of this field, the guys that are front runners now, when do we see that window start to open up for them? I mean, you look at below, he's at lap 31, and you go all the way down in the 30s through Renus VK, who last pitted on lap 37. He's running seventh. Yeah, I would like to think that these guys up front that are doing this two-stop, they they, they pit after lap 60. Six, 63 would be good. I mean, if, if, if you could get to that, man, I think you could run on pretty good amount of fuel and make it to the end. But you need to at least hit that 60 mark. I think they can get that 30 in. you got to remember the first 30s we just spoke about, there was some yellows to help out, but they also had a couple pace laps that burned up some fuel that didn't count. So, uh, boy, you you definitely want to make it to that 60 mark. Connor Daly flirted with the top 10 through the first quarter of this race and through pit stops fell back a little bit. He just made a pass on Dalton Kellett for the 16th position. So uh, moved Connor Daly up a slot. He's had a pretty good weekend all in all and I think he's Obviously hoping for a better result. Maybe can flirt with the top ten by the time we are done here today. Speaking of Dalton Kellett, he sees his mirrors full up of your leader, Alex Pelot. Yeah, and it looks like Kellett's going to stay to driver's right. He'll heed to Alex Pelot. Let's him get to the inside. Pelot accelerates out of that corner. Back of that car wiggles just a little bit, so he will put Dalton Kellett one lap down. 56 laps complete. Alex Pelot, your leader. Power, Dixon, Erickson, Borde, the top five. Ray Hall, VK, Award, Ross and Grosjean, the top 10 in the Honda Indy Grand Prix of Alabama. We pause 10 seconds for stakes identification. This is IndyCar Radio. 
Mark James, Nick Yeoman, Davey Hamilton, our driver analyst, Jake Query, Michael Young, Ryan Marine at uh, the Honda Indy Grand Prix of Alabama, a beautiful Barber Motorsports Park, and Alex Pillow has led 30 laps now, led for the second time. Powered Dixon, Erickson, Bourdais, Ray Hall, VK, Award, Rossi, and Grosjean, the top 10, and Davey Hamilton. We were speculating during the break, and uh, boy, a well-timed caution may make this thing very, very interesting, and uh, other than that, what are the hopes of uh, Award and Rossi given the strategy that they're now on? Well, I think I think it's passing. The, the yellow to help them is gone, and the reason I say that, if the yellow was to come out right now, they they're, the, the, they everybody would pit, and that would be their last pit for everybody, and then just leaves them where they are, and they're right now in eighth and ninth position, so um, I think the, the, the two-stopper um, definitely is the way to go today. Graham Rahal currently in the sixth position. Company's coming. It's the 21 of Renus VK now as they work their way through that Alabama roller coaster, Jake Query. And Graham Rahal has in front of him Sebastian Bourdais. So he'll see if that checks him up at all and allows Renus VK to get in on him. Rahal now takes it a little bit wide, exiting turn number six. VK follows a similar line. Rahal continues about four car lengths in front of Renus VK. Those drivers will make their way underneath the pedestrian bridge and head towards turns eight and nine. Rahal's advantage over the seventh place running VK is about four car lengths. Then another four or five back to Pato Award, who's trying to charge problem is he just can't catch up to those drivers on the two-stop strategy we see our leader mark back out on the front stretch that is alex below and kind of watching hearing that uh, fourth place marcus erickson may be making a trip down to pit lane in fact uh, ryan marine i think i see him on pit lane now so marcus erickson heading your way for service yeah here's the husky chocolate honda it'll be blacks to the end for marcus erickson who has one career podium in the ntt indycar series he's one spot away from it now a big hang up on the right rear. That cost them significant time. Could be costly for Marcus Erickson. Meanwhile, Alex Pillow, the race leader, his crew is laying out here on pit lane. And uh, Jake Query, let's pick up that battle again. Ray Hall and Rita's VK into turn five. Yep, and as a matter of fact, Ray Hall this time by has VK a little bit more full in the mirrors, but it's the exit of turn number six, that hairpin, as they work their way underneath the pedestrian bridge, that straightaway speed, that's where Ray Hall, Mark, is able to make up anything that he lost in the turn in terms of VK chasing him down. Yeah, they're all trying to catch uh, Sebastian Bourdais, who's put a little bit of a gap. Right now, it's about a full second on Ray Hall and VK as they run in the sixth and seventh position. Mark, down the back stretch, looks like the leader's pitting. Yep, Alex. Alex Pillow is coming to pit road, and Alex Pillow has led 32 laps on this day, and Ryan Marine will welcome Alex Pillow to pit road. Yeah, the crew already going to work. He had led one previous lap in his career, a tear-off off the front of that car. A little bit of a delay at the rear once again, but they shove him free, and Alex Pillow rejoins the race. Scott Dixon in for his final stop of the day. Let's see how the Wolfpack does. They add a full round into that front wing, a little bit slower than the front right. It's 8.2 seconds for Scott Dixon, his final stop of the day. And it looks like Pelot is going to come out in front of Grosjean. And where is Scott Dixon going to come out? Looks like he's going to come out with some pretty clean racetrack. That's uh, uh, Jimmy Johnson running in front of him, Jake Query. But Jimmy Johnson is two laps down as they head to turn five. 
Yeah, and he sees in front of him a side-by-side -side where Pelot, of course, had to kind of check up a little bit on those softer red tires. That allowed Romain Grosjean to get past him. Now Scott Dixon has Jimmy Johnson in front of him. Johnson's going to go ahead and stay high. That allows that PNC Bank machine by. And we see Will Power now with that 5G machine. He's been running in the top 10 all day long. A really, really solid day after a disastrous uh, 2020 campaign for Will Power and Michael Young. He is poised to put together a good day here at Barber Motorsports Park. He certainly has about five pit stalls away from coming in for his final stop of the day. And now the 5G crew goes to work for Team Penske. So far, so good for the guys. Let's see if they make any changes. No changes for Will Power on his final stop. Great one. 7.8 seconds for Will Power. Down and away. Uh, we talked about uh, what Ryan Hunter-Ray needed in terms of some luck, Nick Yeoman. It'd be nice to see uh, Will Power get some luck this season as well. It's uh, Ray Hall, and now Roman Grosjean is off pit road, and uh, Ryan Marine has that. Yeah, he's dealing with some front-end grip issues. They made an air pressure adjustment. Something went wrong on that pit stop. It took them a long, long time. That's Jack Harvey leaving just in front of me, but Grosjean running inside the top ten did lose a significant amount of time in the pit lane. And Nick Yeoman, things are heating up out on the racetrack. Well, Michael Young called that great pit stop for Will Power. He got out by doing one more lap than Alex Pillow, and now he and Dixon are right there in the picture. I don't know what happened, Mark. It was a seven-second lead for Alex Pillow, and now on the racetrack as they roll down the back straightaway, it looks like Power and Dixon, via their in-lap and out-lap, carved nearly six seconds off of Pillow's lead. We got a race all of a sudden at the front. The biggest race right now, though, is for that second position. That's between Power and Dixon because Pelot was starting to inch away a little bit. He's already bumped it up to 1.5 seconds. So they climb all the binders now. They make the left-handed turn. They come back down the main straightaway. Scott Dixon sees Will Power start to pull away a little bit. We'll see if he's able to gain some momentum through that Alabama roller coaster. You will see Alex Pelot. Right now, this is the battle for fourth, fifth, and sixth as it heads to Jake Query. That's correct. I mean, this is essentially going to be de facto for the lead once everybody cycles through. Pelot now has power about five car lengths behind him, but Dixon is coming right on Will Power. Pelot on the softer compound red tires starts to strengthen just a little bit on the straight away for power, but Dixon now is really giving a charge on Will Power. Oh, it's a great call, Jake. Dixon got a great run out of turn six and seven, close within a car length as they snake their way to the bottom of the hill. Power gets a pretty good at Mark. He'll put about two or three car lengths between he and Dixon as two of the best in the business battling down the back stretch. BK, Award, and Rossi all running in front of them, but they have to stop again. Meanwhile, it's Will Power and Scott Dixon. They are nose to tail through 13, 14, 15, 16. They'll stay that way as they make the left-hander off of turn number 17 and set up for that long front straightaway. They pop into our view now. Pato Award. Rossi, VK, your leaders, and now we see Power and Dixon working their way through that Alabama roller coaster, and they are chasing Alex Pillow. Alex Pillow works his way now into turn number five, and again, it is Power behind him, and then Dixon is right there. Pillow is comfortable over Power. Dixon right there. James Hinchcliffe finds his way back behind Scott Dixon, but again, that is the situation because Hinchcliffe is a lap off, so what we're looking at here is Power and Dixon. Dixon this time by Nick, once again, not able to close in on that machine of Will Power coming off at of turn number six. Yeah, it really seemed like once uh, Will Power got some 
attempts into those tires that he's been able to hold off Scott Dixon. They're still trying to run down uh, Alex Pillow, who's put another second in between them. But, Mark, we're seeing a lot of activity on pit lane. And uh, Ryan Marine, Alexander Rossi is coming to pit road. Last pit stop for Alexander Rossi. Hits his marks perfectly. On go, a set of sticker black tires. Fuel is engaged. No noticeable changes. He's down and away. Very quick stop for Alexander Rossi. Reynas VK pitted on the last lap. No changes for the Dutchman either. Uh, so uh, the question becomes uh, not only when does Pato Award come to pit road, Nick Gilman, but uh, where is he going to cycle back in? Yeah, ultimately, uh, it's going to be behind Polo, Power, and Dixon. There's no doubt about that because he's only 20 seconds ahead of our presumed one, two, three runners. But you're right. It, it's all about trying to salvage. We see Rossi came back out in the ninth position. That's right about where Pato was running. So we'll have to see how good the pit stop is. Here comes a ward through the carousel, and he will, Mark, jump off of the racetrack and come to pit lane. And uh, when he does so, he will come into the view of our Michael Young. And uh, he was your pole sitter in Pato Award, Michael. He's led three times for 24 laps, but it doesn't look like the pit strategy is going to work out for him today. No, it's not, and Pato has been frustrated most of that uh, third stint. Now on his final stint of the day, they will go to Sticker Firestone Blacks. He hasn't really complained about the handling of the car. We'll see if the crew make any changes. Yes, they're going to put a full turn or front wing paddle now for the final time this race weekend. And just a quick update again, guys. Colton Herta, they just pulled the car behind the pit wall. They also done for the day. They can't gain any more ground. So uh, now that it cycles back through to Alex Below as he heads to you, Jake Query, how comfortable this is his advantage over Power and Dixon. Pretty comfortable. As a matter of fact, Mark, I would say perhaps slightly more so than last time by. Will Power's bigger issue now is not trying to track in Polo, but rather trying to hold off Scott Dixon for the second position. As they work their way towards the top of the hill, Power's got a two-car length advantage. Uh, good battle further back behind those drivers. Marcus Erickson, who was running in the fifth position. So that's where Pato Award, he came out in fourth, Mark, on those fresh tires, though, not able to hold off Marcus Erickson. Erickson got him at the exit of turn number six, so move Marcus Erickson up to fourth. Pato Award still really fast. He's going to leapfrog a couple guys, Mark, but right now it looks like he'll have to settle for fifth. McLaughlin and Sato are coming off of pit road after their final stops. Nick, let's get a full field rundown now with 66 laps complete. Yep, just 20 four laps to go in the Honda Indy Grand Prix of Alabama here on IndyCar Radio. It's Alex Pillow, your race leader, by now three seconds. Will Power runs in second. Scott Dixon is third. Marcus Erickson now into the fourth spot. Pato Award runs fifth. Sebastian Bourdais is sixth. Renus VK is seventh. Eighth is Graham Rahal. Ninth is Alexander Rossi. And tenth is Ed Jones. Roman Grosjean runs in the eleventh position. Jack Harvey is twelfth. Simon Pagano thirteenth. And Scott McLaughlin and Takuma Sato take the last two spots in the top 15. Connor Daly runs in 16th. James Hinchcliffe is one lap down in the 17th position. Dalton Kellett is also a lap down in 18th. Jimmy Johnson, two laps down in 19th. Three laps down is Max Chilton. And then you have Felix Rosenquist in 21st. Colton Herta in 22nd. And Joseph Newgarden, Ryan hunter out of the race, 24th or 23rd and 24th. Mark. Alex Pillow has now led 33 laps, 67 laps complete, 23 to go here at the Honda Indy Grand Prix of Alabama. 
Uh, coming up, uh, just about ready to complete 70 laps. And Nick Yeoman, let's take a look at uh, what our quote-unquote rookies have been able to do today. Yeah, it's been an interesting day, I think, for uh, all of them. Good qualifying efforts for Roman Groshan and Scott McLaughlin. They both started inside the top 12. Kind of fell a little bit. Roman Groshan right now runs in the 10th position on the lead lap. By all accounts, a pretty good run. Scott McLaughlin just lost the 13th position moments ago with a nice pass from Takuma Sato. And then as for Jimmy Johnson, he overcame a, uh, an early race spin. He is two laps down, but uh, in the 19th position. And, uh, Mark, that was kind of what Dario Franchini talked about. Jimmy talked about it in the pre-race show. Hey, just want to make sure we get there to the end of the race and, uh, and learn a lot. So that talented and unique rookie class, that trio, uh, for all accounts, Mark, have had clean days, and I think that's all you could expect. Uh, Davey, on this day, I think you're seeing, again, the team element that comes into motorsports. Uh, you got to feel uh, for, you know, Alexander Rossi and Pottawa Ward. The, the fuel strategy is not just not going to fall their way today, and that gives you an idea the kind of pressure. You've been in that position before as a race strategist. You've been in those meetings with those drivers, and uh, well, I'll tell you what, when it works, it's a thing of beauty, and when it doesn't, like today, it's got to be awfully frustrating. Yeah, very tough, and, and guys, remember just last year, it happened to both these guys, and where they had opportunities to win races, I think strategy may have taken them both out of contention to win the race. It's happened here again today, for sure. You never know what's going to happen. You you know, when you go into those meetings, you, you go in as a team, and you go in with confidence of what you're going to do. Sometimes they work out, sometimes they don't, and unfortunately today, they're not, but guys... Right now, Pato Award, even though the strategy didn't work his way, he's all over Erickson right now. He's trying to put a move on Erickson. Bourdais is right behind Award. Good good run for Bourdais, up 10 spots. Ray Hall up 10 spots. But Award, still, he still has a shot to get in that top four. He's putting some pressure on Erickson. Erickson, Award, and Bourdais is indeed the best battle on the racetrack right now. That is the battle for the fourth position, and it really starts to heat up now as they make that sweeping left-handed turn. See that elevation change around that Alabama roller coaster. Jake Query, it's the battle for fourth. It's Erickson, Award, and Bourdais. You know, another one that you got to tip the cap to as we watch that, Erickson, and then again, really good run from Award, as a matter of fact, closing in on Erickson. And they are literally, you could throw a blanket over those three, but order is maintained as they work their way out of turn number six. Also, tip of the cap to Renus VK, who's running in seventh. Keep in mind, he was involved in that early incident with Joseph Newgarden, had to pit early, fell to the back of the field, now finds his way running in seventh here in the final step. Fourth place battle, Nick Yeoman works his way under that pedestrian bridge that connects you to that beautiful Barber Motorsports Museum. Yeah, Jake's absolutely right. VK and, and Sebastian Bourdais, who's in that battle, have had really nice, quiet, efficient races as they snake their way up towards turns 14 and 15. Bourdais about two car lengths behind Pato Award. Award another two or three behind Marcus Erickson. They'll set up for the left-hander of turn 17. Erickson, a little bit of breathing room now, Mark. Call it four car lengths across the start-finish line. And it'll heat up again, we think, as they head to that main straightaway because it looks like that maybe Award and Bourdais a little bit faster through turns three and four than is the car of Marcus Erickson. Again, the battle for fourth pops into the view of Jake Query. That Husky chocolate machine running in fourth right now and going into the hairpin is where Award really starts to get a run. He gets right on the heels of that Husky chocolate machine, but then Erickson again as they exit turn number six manages to get that space right back. They move up the hill, evenly spaced between them four, five, and six. Yeah, good charge in that little mini straightaway by Erickson to give himself a little bit of breathing room. His car looks to be a little bit better at the exit of the corner mark. He'll gap Award by three car lengths as they head to the S's. From seven through 
through 12, Davey, there are some deceptively fast portions of the racetrack, some straightaways where these guys can get a lot of speed. Oh, without a doubt. But the problem is, is these guys are so good, even on these wore-out tires, they get through there so darn fast and pretty darn e- equal. Now, that's the great thing about having Delara build us a car that are basically the same cars, just with different engines. It makes the competition so good. But, man, these drivers are still on these on these old tires. Matter of fact, we just seen Pato Award go off course a little bit, going over that hill. Gets our, Actually, that was back in, in turn 7, 8, 9. Uh, got a little dirt, went off, and uh, he's, he's taking it to the edge, guys. Uh, Award has really closed the gap now. Can he make the pass in turn five this time, Jake? He is absolutely going to try. Goes to the inside, and it's almost like Erickson just decided to surrender it. Pata Award has made the move on Marcus Erickson. He moves back into the fourth position. We'll see if Erickson can reattack. That car has been good on corner entry, or exit, I should say, but Pato Award gets to the top of the hill, turn eight and nine fastest. He'll gap Erickson by about two or three car lengths, and now, Mark, it'll be Sebastian Bourdais' eyes who get a little wide to see if he can attack Erickson for fifth. Off of uh, turn number seven, uh, Bastion Bourdais looked like the grip of that car went away just a little bit. He lost some momentum. Let's go to Pitt Road, get an update from Michael Young. They've been coaching Pato Award, Taylor Kyle, a team president at Aaron McLaren SP. They said, all the cars in front of you are trying to save fuel. You've got faster tires. You're a second better than everyone else. And I think that was the situation with Pato. I think he's going to be on the attack like he has been this entire race. And, Davey, you think that that fuel save mode might have been the key to Erickson moving out of the way? Yeah, without a doubt. He's the, he pitted on lap 60. He was the first one of those two stoppers. And jet, to get 30 laps, um, it's tough. you got to save a lot of fuel. And just to have Erickson pull over, he actually had about a three-second lead after Award made that mistake, and he caught him immediately. So that tells me that Erickson's definitely on fuel-save mode. And guess what? Bourdais is right behind him. I mean, literally right behind him. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Bourdais get by Erickson as well. Now, Award has seven seconds to make up to Dixon, so we'll see. See if you know Dixon saving fuel as well. Maybe not as much as Erickson, but we'll see if a work can make that much time up. Leader has hit traffic so far. They played nice. Question is, will Connor Daly? Uh, we'll see. Jimmy Johnson slid out of the way, but Alex Below's got two cars in front of him. One is Connor Daly. I think the other one was Max Chilt. It is the Max driver Chilt. for Carlin. So as they head down the front straightaway, Mark, he's seen that gap go from one second. It's now back to 2.6, though, as it looks like Power struggled to get around Jimmy Johnson as well. Yeah, and you'll see. Uh, is he able to do anything with lap traffic this time as he comes to you? That's Connor Daly among those in front of him, uh, Jake Query. Yep, and then Chilton, as you'd mentioned, right in front. So here comes Alex Pillow, and he is right on the rear wing of Connor Daly as they exit turn number six. Here's the issue, though. He has nothing but track between himself and Will Power, who's coming. Power and Dixon running second and third have clear sights on the leader, Alex Pillow. Meanwhile, Erickson and Bourdais going side by side, and that's a pretty good drag race off of turn number five. That's a great pickup, my friend, is Erickson and Bourdais. They were wheel to wheel. Looks like Erickson's going to be able to hold on, Mark, to that fifth place position for now. Back down the hill. They'll snake through that right-hander in front of that fabulous Barber Museum. Erickson, about a two-car length advantage over the Frenchman, Sebastian Bourdais. Yeah, Bourdais been able to really gather it back in, Nick, because what, about two laps ago, we saw him really swing wide in front of that Barber Motorsports Museum and he lost a ton of momentum, but clearly he's gathered it back in. Such a good run for A.J. Foyt Racing, too. I mean, this is exactly why you hire Sebastian Bourdais to put your car in the top ten. Yeah, and uh, we're going to keep an eye on that battle for sure as we continue to watch your leader try to deal with lap traffic that is the car of Connor Daly that he is trying to work his way around as he works off of that final turn now 
Pelosi Daly just flew two. past. Excuse me. Go uh, ahead. Daly just flew past Max Chilton, who seemed to kind of get out of the way. Then he allowed Alex Pelot to do it. So now you have Max Chilton working as a barrier between the leader, Alex Pelot, and then Will Power. And that was the right thing to do, Nick Elman, by Chilton. He knows it. He's three laps down, and he doesn't want to impede the leader at all. And, uh, Mark, about a couple football fields back, we saw Sebastian Bourdais just picked off Marcus Erickson. So move the veteran Frenchman for A.J. Foyt Racing into the top five, Bourdais into fifth, kicking Erickson back to sixth. Yep, V.K. Rahal going to try to keep pace and catch up to Erickson, maybe put him in another position down. But, again, he's in a bit of fuel-save mode. Alex Pelot, your leader, by 2.2 seconds over power. Dixon, Award, Erickson, the top five. Bourdais, V.K., Rahal, Rossi, and Grosjean, the top ten at the Honda Indy Grand Prix of Alabama. Network would like to thank these stations for carrying today's Honda Grand Prix of Alabama. KGYM in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, and WZBD in beautiful Bern, Indiana. We appreciate our loyal affiliates. And uh, again, all the activity seems to be centered around fifth place running Sebastian Bourdais with VK, Erickson, Rahal, and others trying to keep pace, Nick Gilman. Yeah, and it's kind of bizarre because uh, clearly guys like Bourdais and VK are pushing. Erickson trying to hold on as he's trying to milk the uh, the fuel tank. He's trying to stay ahead of uh, Graham Rahal. He's in the seventh position and Ray Hall runs an eighth. But last time we saw them through the carousel, Mark, it was awful tight. We see Bourdais, though, nice and clean. He's got uh, some breathing room in that fifth position. Yeah, he is, has plenty of breathing room over Redis VK, but it's behind him where things start to stack up a little bit. It's a unfamiliar scheme for A.J. Foyt Racing, Jake Query, but it looks bad fast. Sebastian Bourdais running fifth into Charlotte's Web. And he does so pretty comfortably for the moment, does Bourdais over Redis VK, who runs just behind him and then all of a sudden things stack up just a little bit because Jimmy Johnson and as well James Hinchcliffe all of a sudden have a good battle shaping up behind them. That's the one between Marcus Erickson and Graham Rahal. Erickson is in seventh. Rahal's trying to find it. Rahal is really pushing that Husky chocolate machine. We talked about the frustration for Pato Award. It's been equal for Alexander Rossi. He's running in ninth and Mark it looked like he was catching Graham Rahal and Marcus Erickson the right side tires off the racetrack lost a ton of ground as all those drivers make their way down the backstretch. VK and Erickson stacking up a little bit behind Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson is three laps off the pace. He spun early in the race. Also right there is Graham Rahal. He's trying to prove improve his position. And again, they're all chasing down Jimmy Johnson off of turn number 17. Colton Herta's out there on the track as well. He is 25 laps down. He moves over, lets that whole battle work his way by up. Uh, by him, or I should say that's not Jimmy Johnson, that was in fact Colton Herta. So now, draw the attention back to Renus VK, Marcus Erickson, Graham Rahal, the battle for sixth into turn number five. Yeah, that's a really good battle, and again, James Hinchcliffe's going to play a part, but let it go by inside of him. Although he did that for Renus VK, it hung up Graham Rahal just a little bit, and so as a result of that, Graham Rahal's got some work to do now is if he wants to try to get up there to the sixth place running Renus VK. Yeah, it's sixth place Renus VK, seventh place running Marcus Erickson, and then it was Graham Rahal all over the rear wing. He's going to have to regather it. Rahal runs an eighth, and then again, Mark, a little bit further back, Alexander Rossi. And uh, Davey Hamilton, interesting to note, Connor Daly's been mired around 15, 16, 17. He ran in the top 10 all weekend long, had a pretty solid qualifying run. The current concern was for Redis VK, and now all of a sudden their fortunes have flip flopped in the race with, uh, you know, nine laps to go. Redis VK is poised for a top 10. 
Yeah, he sure is. Looking very, very good right now. And matter of fact, only a couple of seconds behind Bourdais, starting to close on uh, Bourdais, and, and, uh, but just kind of holding his own, but doing a great job right now. How about an update from the Ed Carpenter camp with Ryan Marine? Well, just a little while ago on the radio, Connor Daly was asking the same question. How did I get so far back here? And he was told, well, you really haven't been on the pace here as of late. And they've been coaching it up, trying to get a little bit more speed out of that car. On the flip side, Rita's VK was caught up in that first lap crash. He's made more pit stops than anyone, I think four of them, to this point in the race. But he's done a great job to recover. They've been working on that car throughout the race. And he's knocking on the door of a top five. Mark, that's like me asking you at the end of the show, man. I didn't feel like I was very sharp. Why was that? And you say, well, it's because you're not a very good broadcaster. Well, you know, I, <laughs> I mean, that's some I so that's some pretty blunt advice. I would never say team. that on the air for sure, where other people can hear it. I mean, you know, I do have brutally honest in the Ed Carpenter camp. Wow, Alex Below has led three times for 48 laps. Pottawa Ward has led three times for 25 laps. Bourdais has led four laps. Same for Power. Same for VK. How about those that have improved today? Bourdais is plus 11. Ray Hall plus 10. BK plus 11. Uh, 8, we should say. Hinch is plus 7. Sato is plus 8. And Davey Hamilton, let's go back to the conversation we had with Graham Ray Hall in the pre-race. He was scratching his head a little bit over the proceedings of the course of this weekend. He said, you know, Bourdais and I were among the fastest here at the test, but it just hasn't translated this weekend. Well, guess what? Both of those guys are looking to the potential for a top 10 today as well. Yeah, that final warm-up where he found himself P1 made a big difference. And I'll tell you, there's times there's times that you just don't know. You think you're fast, but then you get out there, and it just doesn't translate. Just things go bad, and this is one of those times. I mean, I've been there before, and you think, okay, wh- where'd all this speed go? What happened to us? And, and uh, that's what he was saying all weekend. But right now, he's coming back to a really solid finish right now in that eighth position. Are we seeing the benefits uh, for a guy like him of that final warm-up session? Is that, I guess that's when they found something, huh? Well, Without a doubt, I think that that helped out a lot, and they probably did some more adjusting from there. Unfortunately, Sato, it seems like he found a little bit of, bit of speed, but just not quite to his liking as as Rahal's car. But uh, you know, hats off to, to Rahal. I mean, that, well, he's up ten positions. Bourdais up eleven. Uh, Rahal's up ten. That pretty much says it all. And VK's up eight right now in this race. So um, great job on those two teams starting next to each other and find their way towards the front. Uh, two wins last year for Well Power Nick Gilman. The problem is twelve finishes of ninth or worst and um, after a couple of those finishes uh, Will Power really scratching his head uh, really had some bad luck last year and I know he doesn't question his abilities nor should he but uh, boy if if things hold true to form here over these last seven laps Will Power is going to be among the happiest in that paddock. Unfortunately that's kind of always been the bill for Will Power. Amazing qualifier has the ability on certain Sundays to just stink up the show if he starts up front he can lead and lead every lap and dominate. But in terms of, of IndyCar championships, Mark, the, the reason he only has one is because far too often there are, as you mentioned, you look down at the season results and there's always, it seems like, two or three races where Will was completely out of out to lunch or made a mistake or got caught up in an issue. Uh, but there's no doubt when the day is Will Powers, he can flat out dominate. This is a spectacular start to the season if he can hold on for another six laps. Connor Daly running 16th. That's the leader just behind him, Jake Query, off of turn number five. That is is correct. Connor Daly is trying to stay on that lead lap. Alex Pelot would like to try to put him a lap down. He's got about two car lengths to make up. And then, of course, what Pelot would like to
like to do is put that barrier between himself and Will Power. Yeah, yeah. don't look now, but Will Power's coming, Nick Yeoman. Uh, Pelot needs to get around Connor Daly ASAP because the two-and-a-half-second lead is now down to 1.4 second. And now that Will Power can see Alex Pelot very clearly down that back straightaway, you know he's going to start stepping on that throttle. It's still 1.4 seconds, Mark, as they head to the carousel. Yep, it stays at 1.4 seconds, and he pulls up on Connor Daly now. He has to ward up just a little bit as they set up for turn number 17. That is your leader, Alex Pelot. He is trying to uh, dispose of Connor Daly now as they head towards turn number one. Daly starts to pull away from him a little bit. They'll sweep around turn number two, set up for turn three. Will Power sees the lead go back to 1.5 seconds now as they head to turn five. Alex Pelot's thinking, which do I concern myself with more here? Getting around this U.S. Air Force machine or Will Power that's coming? And right now, both are of concern because Daly, he got right on his rear wing, did Pelot, coming off of turn number six. But Mark, that 5G Verizon machine is starting to stalk in our leader, Alex Pelot. It's a 1.3 second advantage. Call it 1.2 as Will Power claws his way down the hill in front of the Barber Museum. Alex Pelot still not close enough to get alongside and put Connor Daly a lap down. They're separated by just two car lengths. Mark, it's another 10 back to Will Power. 1.4 seconds on the stopwatch. Yeah, and, and I'm not saying that he's a threat right now, but who knows what happens over the next five laps. I mean, Scott Dixon is still somewhat within striking distance. I mean, I, I think on straightaways, if Will Power glances in the mirrors at all, he's going to catch a glimpse of that third place running PNC Bank machine. A strong run down the straightaway, but uh, Connor Daly's able to pull away a little bit. And Connor Daly, again, we should mention, want to keep it clear, Connor Daly is currently in the 16th position. He's being chased by the leader, Alex Below. The front three separated by just about three and a half seconds, but it's only 1.1 between first and second. Alex Palou again is hung up, cannot get around. Connor Daly, give credit to Daly for running the same pace. Palou would love to get that barrier, but not able to do it through turn number six. It's been a perfect day for Alex Palou, 86 perfect laps, but how about a little adversity at the end of the day, looking for your very first IndyCar win at the bottom of the hill. Will Power closes again. Call it seven car lengths, Mark. It's just one second in front of all these Barber race fans. Alex Pelot trying to hold on to the closing laps. It was 1.5 seconds about three quarters of a lap ago. It is now down to one second and Alex Pelot now sees it bump back up to about 1.2 seconds just like that back down to one second flat. Power's not able to close on him. The problem is Pelot still cannot close on Connor Daly. As a matter of fact, it looked like the gap between them grew just a little bit with Daly starting to pull away some. They sweep through turn number one and then go down to the bottom of that hill through that Alabama roller coaster and pop back up toward turn number four. Meanwhile, up front of them, even though obviously further back in the field, Takuma Sato managed to get around Scott McLaughlin. That's the battle for 13th over that rookie. But Alex Pelot right now coming off of turn number six. He has Will Power about three and a half car lengths behind him. He still is not, however, able to get around Connor Daly. Uh, gingerly out of turn six and seven. If you can call it that for Alex Below, it'll get to about four or five car lengths at the bottom of the hill. Will Power heavy on the accelerator in that black and red Verizon 5G car. It's the red, white, and blue colors for the Spaniard Alex Below. Mark, it's back to 1.1 second, at least for the last lap and a half. Alex Below's done a nice job of holding Will Power at bay. Dixon's not able to close, and he can't focus too much attention, Nick, on who's in front of him because don't look now, but Pato Ward is starting to close on Scott Dixon. I think 
think Pato Award's going to wish that this race was maybe five to ten laps longer because all of a sudden he could be a player. Problem is, he's caught Scott Dixon. Not sure he's going to be able to get around him, Mark, as the leaders head to one. A couple of laps to go now. 88 of 90 complete, and we are watching Connor Daly running in the 16th position. He is taking your leader, Alex Pillow, around this race course off of turn number four. Pillow and Power last pitted within a lap of one another, so that's not necessarily an issue. What's the issue right now? And that is, is Pillow going to be hung up by Connor Daly, who's running good pace? Daly has in front of him Ed Jones. Could Jones check up Daly, who then checks up Power? Pillow, that's what Will Power's hoping for, but they're running out of time. Power did a really nice job all race long, harvesting some of that push to pass. I'm sure he's on that button as we saw the drivers kind of bounce through the shredded rubber off of these tires the marbles. Right now, though, Mark, those Firestones gripping for Alex Below. He's put a little gap between Will Power. He stretched it out to 1.7 seconds. Mark, it is go time for that young Spaniard. Yep, and he has really got some breathing room, and now as he has start to hit the button, he's closed up a little bit on Connor Daly, and uh, Will Power giving chase for all that it's worth. Power has a pretty comfortable advantage over Scott Dixon as uh, the laps start to wind down. White flag is out as Alex Below heads toward turn number one with Will Power, Scott Dixon, Pato Award in tow. Alex Pillow had said at the end of last year he just wanted the opportunity to get a solid ride for this season. He ends up with Chip Ganassi. He is trying to become just the third driver to win in his debut running for that particular team, but he's got to hold off Will Power. He's got Connor Daly in front of him. Alex Pillow through turn number seven. The advantage is 1.2 seconds on the racetrack. Call it 8 to 10 car lengths. Mark, we wondered at the beginning of today if we'd see a first-time winner in Pato Award. It looks like it may be the Spaniard, Alex Pillow scoring his first victory. He is just a couple corners away with a one-second lead over Alex or over Will Power. Mark Jaynes, bring Alex Pillow home. He has led three times today for 55 laps in a virtual unknown a year ago when Dale Coyne reached out to him and hired him to drive for him and uh, sent shockwaves through the series when he was tabbed by Chip Ganassi to pilot that machine. Comes off the final turn for the final time. He waves to salute his crew and twin checkers in the air and Alex Pillow will go to victory lane for the first time. He wins the Honda Indy Grand Prix of Alabama to kick off the 2021 campaign. Will Power finishes second. Scott Dixon is third. Pato Award is fourth. Sebastian Bourdais is fifth. Renas VK is sixth. Seventh, Graham Rahal. Eighth, Marcus Erickson. Ninth, Alexander Rossi. Roman Grosjean finishes tenth. Davey Hamilton. What a spirited drive by Alex Pillow today. Yeah, absolutely. All weekend, guys, he has been atop the charts the entire weekend, and he proved what he could do in this machine. Man, this is this could be the start of another long relationship for Ganassi and, and, and a drive. Driver, um, what an outstanding runner. Hey, no surprise with Power and Dixon. Those guys just quietly stuck in second, third pretty much all day. Dixon uh, on the podium again, guys, but still not on that top step. And by the way, didn't even lead a lap, but he's uh, he's you know sinking in there in that third spot. Ryan Marine is in the middle of the celebration on pit road. That's right. Barry Wanzer, the strategist for the youngster, Alex Below. Barry, how about that drive? From the second-year driver getting his first NTT IndyCar Series win. Wow, what a start with our new driver, right? I mean, Alex has showed great performance and testing. The team's been really, really great with the cars. And, um, you know, we showed up here. We unloaded fast. And uh, just a, a huge team effort. But what a great great effort by the 10-car group. And, uh, you know, it was just awesome, man. I, I can't say enough. It's great to see our new partner, Segi TV, on board. And, uh 
course, that Honda power and fuel mileage, we needed both in this race, and they certainly came through. But Alex, Alex drove a great race. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Erickson in fuel save mode. It looked like he saved just enough, Nick Yoda. I don't think he's the only one. It looks like Jack Harvey in the Sirius XM car has come to a stop uh, at uh, right in Charlotte's whip. So it looked like the fuel mileage uh, was pinned perfectly for those teams. Erickson comes home in eighth. Harvey's going to come home with an 11th place finish. Post-race celebration when we come back to Barber Motorsports Park. Honda Indy Grand Prix of Alabama finds Alex Pillow with his first ATT IndyCar Series victory. We're standing here with third-place finisher Scott Dixon. What, like the ninth podium for you? It was just one of those days. Two-stop strategy seemed to be the strategy. You were right on Will Power's rear wing right at that, that final step. But fuel mileage pushed to pass. I, I saw you had some left. What was the uh, final reason why you couldn't catch them at the end? Yeah, I think, uh, first of all, big congrats to, to the 10 car, and uh, that's huge, you know, for them, and, and great for, for Chip and everybody involved. You know, this team works so hard. To have a uh, double podium is just fantastic, so really, uh, really impressed for them, and happy for Alex. You know, he drove a fantastic race. Definitely a track position race, you know, uh, the two-stop the two stop was going to be uh, pretty easy, I think, once we got that first caution, and that's what we played at. So, uh, yeah, we tried to get Will, you know, it was uh, very tough out there to, um, you know, try and pull that off. We tried a couple of times, but just uh, ultimately, it was very tough. As soon as you got behind anybody, uh, you know, it was really hard to stay close. So, you know, I think we definitely had, if had we found clean air, we would have uh, been a lot faster, I think, than the 12. Um, we would have seen, you know, how it would have played out with the 10. But uh, it's what it is. Happy for everybody at PNC. And uh, looking forward to St. Pete next week. One of these days you're going to get a win here. I'm convinced. One of these days. Hey, another podium's awesome. I can't complain, man. Just uh, super happy for the team and uh, looking forward to next week. Great start to the year. Cheers, mate. That's Scott Dixon. He came home third here at Barber Motorsports Park. Let's take a look at the early results of the battle for the Manufacturers Championship. Davey Hamilton uh, pretty evenly split among the top six. Chevy grabs the second, fourth, fifth, and sixth spots. Honda gets P1, P3, uh, 7, 8, 9, and 10. Going to be a great battle between those outstanding manufacturers all season. Yes, it is. We've talked about that in the past, and, and right now, Honda does have more cars, but Chevrolet finds himself in second with power. And we'll keep track of that battle all throughout the course of the season between Honda and Chevrolet. Back to Michael Young. Sebastian Bourdais, he comes home fifth today. It was uh, an interesting run. We talked on day number one, Sebastian, and, and you said we really don't have the pace that we need right now. You guys worked on it, worked on it, worked on it, and you came home with a fifth-place finish. That was fantastic. Well done today. Yeah, the boys really uh, gave me a really good car this afternoon, and uh, I don't know if we had a better race car than we had a quaddy car, but it was pretty solid today, and uh, despite some damage, I don't know if you want to take a look at it, but that's what it looks like from the start. So, uh, yeah, pretty uh, pretty happy to come away with the top five with that rocket car, because uh, I, I have no idea how I made it out of there in, uh, in the lap one melee over there, uh, but... Uh, Really happy for the boys. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, there's a lot of damage to that undertray on the left side, guys. Sebastian Bourdais finishes fifth today. Let's go to Victory Lane and Ryan Marine. Can't wait to speak to a first-time NTT IndyCar Series winner, Alex Pelot, debriefing with the crew at the moment. And, Alex, you came flying out of that race car to celebrate that win. Tell us why. What does this mean? Why does it mean so much? Uh, man, winning means everything. So um, I spent one year um, struggling last year. It was my rookie year. It was pandemic going on, no testing. And, and now they just gave me the best car, and we we. we 
put it on the victory lane. So I'm, that's why I'm so happy, so happy to see everybody here. And yeah, I'm just going to enjoy and try to do it next week again. You took an unconventional route to this series, started off racing in Europe. You ended up racing in Japan. And then all along, your goal was to be here, racing in the IndyCar series. Now that you've done it, now that you've become a race winner, what's next? Go for the championship, right? Seems logical, yes. Yeah. Okay. Can you do it? Of course. We're P1 in the championship, if I'm not wrong, so <laughs> we're going to go for it. Take us to that battle at the end of the race. You had lap track pick in front of you. You're trying to hold off a former series champion in willpower. Coming into today, you had led one lap in this series, and you have to keep a champion behind you. How'd you do it? Yeah, it was, it was, I mean, it was exciting. The last 20 laps when I got the lap cars and I was losing a lot of pace because of the downforce, but I saw Will was coming by, but I said, oh, he's going to have the same problem as I. So um, I was just with uh, all the team on the radio. They told me, you're good, doing good, keep this this mileage and we'll be fine so we're fine earlier this weekend we talked about it chip likes winners chip ganassi hired you now you are a race winner congratulations yeah thank you so much hopefully now the the boss is happy i bet he is let's get to michael young here with will power that runner-up finish will that was a great run for you today at the very end of this race i saw at one point you had 90 seconds of push to pass my thought, you were conserving fuel as well. That was a long final stint for you. Yeah, um, every stint we were conserving fuel. Uh, at the end, it wasn't terrible. Uh, you know, it was a, a pretty small number because we went uh, a, a lap longer. But, um, yeah, you couldn't use the push to pass, unfortunately, uh, to get the number. But, the, you know, the, the Alex was just solid, fast all day, man. He was uh, very, very tough to beat. There was a moment I thought, well, Will's going to catch this guy. He's a rookie, and he just kept pulling away. Yeah, no, he, uh, that first stint, man, I, I figured he was doing a three-stopper because he was so fast. Nice job today and a great start to the season for you. Excellent, thank you. That's a nice podium for Will Power. He comes home second today, Mark James. Well, before you know it, we'll be back on the streets of St. Petersburg, Florida. It's the Firestone Grand Prix of St. Petersburg, a Green Savory promotion among the best in the business. And uh, we're thrilled to have Kim Green with us. And, uh, Kim, hard to believe that uh, we've been invading the streets of St. Petersburg since uh, 2005 with Green Savory promotions. It's amazing. I never would have thought that um, we'd still be here and the race has um, grown from from uh, the early spring event, which everybody enjoys. And the city um, really has embraced the race. And it's it's, it's a fun event to put on. I know that we've all have been challenged, uh, and there's no blueprint for what we've had to deal with over the past year or so. The good news is the track build is underway as we speak, and you're rolling out the welcome mat and, and preparing for fans, and so we need to let people know what they can expect uh, when they attend the uh, Firestone Grand Prix of St. Petersburg. Well, I, mean, I think it's going to be exciting weekend. Hopefully the, the weather forecast at this point looks great. Uh, we are going to have a great on-track activities with the, the three levels of road to Indy, the Mazda MX-5 Cup, certainly uh, as you're finding out in Birmingham this weekend, the very competitive IndyCar series, and then the local fans will be pleased to know we've got the Super Stadium trucks back again with uh, Robbie Gordon and his team of guys, a lot of uh, great food vendors exhibits. We are going to be asking people to be very um, conscious about the current COVID health precautions, wear face masks, and clean hands, 
social distancing and all that. So it's, uh, it's just a, an effort to put on an event with uh, not quite our maximum crowd allowed, but a great crowd will show up. There will be uh, temperature taken when people come into the gates. There will be lots of hand sanitizing, cleaning stations. And again, we ask people to wear face masks and respect each other. And I think back, we had the experience in October of the same size crowd, and I think everybody did a fantastic job. Well, congratulations for having a race back in St. Petersburg. And uh, we know it's been a short off season for you guys. And uh, I know you're in the middle of the track build. We'll let you get back to that. Look forward to seeing you next weekend. Great. Thanks, guys. Have a great weekend there. Streets of St. Petersburg, the Firestone Grand Prix of St. Petersburg is set for Sunday, April 25th. Final time, the uh, Honda Indy Grand Prix of Alabama. Thanks for joining us. Alex Below, your winner. Power Dixon Award in four day, the top five. Davey Hamilton, uh, the pit strategy worked well for some. Two in particular it did not work well for, talking about Pato Award and Alexander Rossi. Exactly right. It just didn't work out. The two fastest guys in qualifying both pitted on the same lap, trying that three-stop strategy. Unfortunately, it cost them both the opportunity to win this race. And and uh, guys that did the two-stopper, uh, without a doubt. Now, Ward did good. He had a good comeback in that in that fourth position. Unfortunately, Rossi only could muster up a ninth, uh, so definitely not good for him. But how about the new kid on the block? Another another winner for Chip Ganassi. Um, and man, he looked like he did it with ease, honestly today. I mean, he just didn't put a wheel wrong ever. Always had that speed there. But you got those two veterans. Power and Dixon right behind him, and then that young gun of award. We're going to see a lot more out of these guys. And and hats off to that AJ Foyt team, as you said, with Bourdais coming back in a fifth place, gaining 11 spots in this race today. So pretty exciting. A lot of mix up, a lot of young, a lot of a lot of veterans, and uh, it's mixed up amongst the teams. Although Ganassi did want to take, he has two of the three steps on that podium. And uh, two of the guys that we thought would be championship contenders not starting the season the way they need to in order to be championship contenders because of that open lap crash. Colton Hurt at 22nd. Joseph Newgarden, 23rd, Davey. That's huge. Yeah, very unfortunate on that first lap for those guys. And even Rosenquist, you know, I mean, he he has opportunity to win races as well. Hunter Ray, as we talk, you guys talked about a little bit earlier, just hasn't had that luck. Um, last year, he didn't have any, and it goes into this season. Now, here's the craziest thing. He, he went through the wreck and made it, you know, off of turn six. It was way out wide. So nobody's really paying attention to him, guys. I looked at that car. It's not hurt that bad. If he was in the mix and they towed him in, it, his car was going to be a lot easier to fix than Colton Hurtis. So just unfortunate for him. Now, obviously, he was going to be laps down, but uh, he didn't even get a chance to get back out and make up some points. So a uh, rough start for that uh, Hunter, for Hunter Ray as well. And a long off season, Davey, is over, and we're going to be plenty busy, huh? Yeah, man, three in a row. It sounds like uh, fiending to the fire, but who, who loves it better than us? We love it. Um, I think these teams are hard work going straight to St. Pete uh, for this weekend, and, and that's always an exciting race. And then the high-speed ovals, a doubleheader, the high-speed oval at Texas, uh, you know, we can't get a better event than that and see how see what happens on the ovals now. we got a permanent road course, a temporary road course, and a high-speed oval the first three races. Now, that's going to be uh, our true racers are going to find out who's the best out of all of those. And that's why I I continue to believe it's the most deserving series champion of any form of motorsports. Well done, as always, my friend. Safe travels. We'll see you in St. Pete. 
Okay, perfect. Thanks, guys. Uh, Nick Gilman, how about a full field rundown? Yep, it is Alex Pelot with career win number one as he leads 56 laps. He's joined on the podium by Will Power, who finishes second. Scott Dixon, who comes home in third. Our pole sitter, Pato Award, uh, finishes what is certainly a disappointing fourth position. Sebastian Bourdais, a great charge. He comes home in fifth. Renus VK finishes in the sixth position. I don't think we touched on it. He did that with a broken finger, suffered from just a couple weeks ago. So a great sixth-place run for VK. Graham Rahal was seventh. Uh, Marcus Erickson, eighth. Alexander Rossi, ninth. Rookie Roman Grosjean gets a top ten in his IndyCar debut. Jack Harvey finishes 11th. Simon Pagino was 12th. Takuma Sato, 13th. Scott McLaughlin in his IndyCar debut, excuse me, his second race, comes home in the 14th position. Ed Jones finishes 15th. Connor Daly in 16th. James Hinchcliffe finishes in the 17th position, one lap down. Also a lap down, Dalton Kellett. He finishes in 18th. Jimmy Johnson in his first IndyCar race. He completes 87 of 90 laps and he finishes in the 19th position. Max Chilton, four laps down in 20th. Felix Rosenquist, Colton Hurdup, Joseph Newgarden, Ryan Hunter-Ray, the final four drivers all involved in that opening lap accident. Uh, lap leaders, Alex Pillow, the big man with 56 laps led. Pato Award led 25. All of those came early. Sebastian Bourdais also led four laps. So did Will Power. Renis VK also records a fast lap uh, as he leads one. Biggest mover of the day, it's Sebastian Bourdais and Graham Rahal. They both move up 11 positions for Bourdais to come all the way to fifth. Rahal to seventh. Fastest lap of the race mark was from Pato Award. And of course, this is the first lap of our first race of the season. So the point standings look uh, very similar to our results. It is the young Spaniard, Alex Pillow, who will take the points lead to uh, St. Petersburg, Florida, here just in a few days. The Honda Grand Prix of Alabama was brought to you by Firestone, the official tire of the NTT IndyCar Series for driving IndyCar legends. American Medical Response, official partner of the NTT IndyCar Series and the AMR IndyCar Safety Team. Racing Electronics and car race communications provided by Racing Electronics. The Children's Foundation, proud sponsor of Racing for Kids. The Indy Racing Experience, the fastest seat in sports. Henchman Racing Uniforms, nothing fits like a henchman. By Speedway, official fuel and convenience store of IndyCar. Coors Light, the official partner of the IndyCar Series, made to chill. Safety Clean, official environmental service partner of the NTT IndyCar Series. Borkwater, official turbochargers of the NTT IndyCar Series. By Owens Corning, official safer barrier provider of the NTT IndyCar Series. And by NTT, official technology and title partner of the NTT IndyCar Series. Our driver analyst today was Davey Hamilton. Helping me in the booth was Nick Yeoman in the pits, Ryan Marine, and Michael Young. In the turns today, Jake Query. Our chief engineer and on-site producer is Rick Evans. Satellite services by Scott Burgett. Our producer and our Indianapolis master control is Sam Rumsup. The director is Chris Pollock. This is Mark James inviting you to join us back here one week for the Firestone Grand Prix of St. Petersburg. Our coverage gets underway next Sunday at noon Eastern. In the meantime, listen to classic IndyCar races 24-7 at IndyCar.com slash radio or the TuneIn app.
The preceding was an exclusive copyrighted presentation of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Radio Network.